This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey, everybody. Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well, then check out our podcast. I am Weed, where we... And a guest. Go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist. Get it? Oh, boy. But hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. I'm Joey. I love wrestling. I'm Nick. I love wrestling. I'm Chad. I love wrestling. I'm Steven, and I hate wrestling. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make them a believer. I'm all hoping that I love Ric Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Today's guest is one half of the screenwriters for the upcoming live-action Fruit Ninja movie, one half of clown comedy duo Jetso, and a former ring announcer for international wrestling promotion World Championship Wrestling. He also famously taught Hulk Hogan what the internet is. <laughs> Chad Damiani. How's it going, Chad? Oh, it's going great, guys. Uh, Welcome, sir. Thank you yeah. for being here. You're uh, just a notable half a man, half a screenwriter, half a comedy duo. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I but love it. But together, you're three, one and a half men. And yeah. Even yeah. with Hulk Hogan, I was just his shadow in that limousine yeah well, will you tell us the yeah, story please. actually okay. yeah, i don't know what this is and i'm excited well uh, as you said You've i told us but steven I, i've worked as an announcer for wcw um and could you could you tell the audience what years that was that you were with wcw i was with wcw in some capacity or another from 1997 to 2001 when the company was bought Ooh, by vince man. mcmahon yeah mm. i actually the, watched the myself be fired from my house because uh, all of us were fired <laughs> on nitro during the oh, the famous dual broadcast. Yeah. And I thought it was a work. I thought I was like, what a cool angle. Because at the end of that show, um, Shane comes out and goes, I bought WCW. So I'm thinking, oh, great. They're going to keep the show on. And this yeah. was. Yeah. And then WWE nine- legitimately bought WCW. As right. I think, you know, they absorbed them. Yeah. And then storyline wise, but real, they bought the company. But storyline wise, it was Vince was going to was going to buy both companies. He was simulcast for the first time ever on Raw and Nitro. Mm-hmm. And then Shane yeah. McMahon. Yeah, the, the shows were aired at the same time which has never happened in any way ever in in cable except that one night wwe on usa wcw on tnt then the simulcast happened and then storyline wise shane mcmahon comes in and says i bought wcw yeah like it wasn't yeah oh mcmahon bought wcw but it wasn't vince yeah and so i thought it was a work (laughs) yeah i thought it was just like fake and then i still had a job and i get a call at like 901 the next morning from the smyrna office and Mm -hmm. it's this guy aaron who i worked for and i was like what a show last night i'm so (laughs) sorry i didn't go down to florida and see this show yeah he goes yeah so your severance package and i'm like what he goes uh, yeah, when Vince fired everyone on the air, it was a binding. He really, that was him firing what? for real. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's that's crazy. A, I got fired by Vince McMahon, which is like one of my proudest. That's great. That's kind of great. Yeah. Wait, what, yeah. did, what did he, what was his exact wording? Did he say everybody who worked for WCW, especially Chad Damiani, oh, I would is love fired? That. Could you imagine? <laughs> this asshole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, he did the classic, like, you know, no chance in hell. Yeah, yeah. You're fired. fired he goes to right. everyone here at WCW, and he just oh, said his it. catchphrase. And I was at home. I had no idea. The thing was, yeah. none of us knew. Even people at the event were kept in the dark. 
I'm told, I have no proof, uh-huh. but um, I mean, it's, it makes sense that this was Vince's edict. He wanted this moment because we had sort of almost bankrupt his company. Yeah. So he wanted this moment to fire us and see our, everyone's faces as he came out. <laughs> wow. Wow. So Very do you, just wants do to be a savage. Had, do you think that he had the contracts in place for the people that he knew he was bringing over? Or did he fire everyone and freshly sign new contracts like the next day? Almost, Yeah. The, almost everyone had to renegotiate just based on. And a lot of people, he kind of voided contracts because one of the things that led to our downfall was we had no cut contracts for Mm -hmm. talent. Yeah. He kept no one in support. Like Mm. there was no show. So Mm -hmm. everyone who worked in licensing and travel, camera guys, but in terms of talent, right. Basically you had an expectation to renegotiate your contract with him. And a lot of the no cut guys just waited because they're like, what would I can just go home and get paid for two more years. Sure. Yeah. I remember, I remember this. I remember like people like Kevin Nash, he had a contract for, Five years after WCW like closed down, and like that's why there was such a weird trickle down after yeah. like WCW Guys folded. In, right? Is it was just like oh Sting's contract ran out three years after WCW canceled. Yeah, these guys just sat home and made money. Yeah, and the contracts were so money. gross. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And there were a couple of people like I think Booker T was one of the guys that like did a buyout, so just so that he could like immediately jump over. I think some guys really, you know. They just wanted to get in. I think the smart guys were the ones who waited. Oh, yeah. There was this influx of talent. They didn't know what to do with anyone. Yeah. And I can't remember, but I remember that Buff Bagwell and someone else was (laughs) one of the first WCW style matches, like one of the worst workers. I was live front row for that. Oh, that was in Seattle? (laughs) Who was was the other guy? Uh, Buff Bagwell, Booker T. Uh, Booker's great. It was. But Buff Bagwell is like. Not a great worker. And no, I'm like, he's not. This is what we're showing. And like, this is our and, brand. And I remember that the, the, their thing was they were going to do like, because they didn't know what they were doing. That's so like, well, I guess for this portion of the show, we're going to split it and do like a WCW section of Raw. Yeah. Like, that's how they did it. Yeah. Like a segment. And I remember that that match. Like people love Booker T, but I remember Buff was not good in that match. And that match just got like booed and no reaction. Yeah, yeah I was. I, mean, I, I can tell you, like I was Please. I was front row for both. Like they did uh, a Raw and a SmackDown. There were it was two shows where they had like sort of the WCW split where like one of them, the main event was raw was a WCW match between uh, Booker T and Buff Bagwell. And then I think the, fo- the following SmackDown, they did like a cruiserweight match or a tag match or something yeah. like that, where it was like WCW guys going at it against each other. Sean Stasiak and, and many others. Yeah. It was like Stasiak <laughs> and O'Hare probably versus somebody. Oh, guys, or, you're or, mentioning or, all these names. I have stories about all these. Like Stasiak <laughs> and O'Hare, I think. Um, but uh, we just do a special episode. That's Chad Damiani stories. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know down. why we did. Uh, I don't know why we did. <laughs> But uh, so I was actually third row for the for the raw one. And when the WCW guys started coming out and then we like changed the ring apron over, like probably most of the people in the second and third row stood up and said things to the effect of like, I didn't pay for no WCW shit. Yeah. And I've they heard left. people, well, left, people so were that's programmed, true. programmed yeah. for yeah, yeah. years that we were the enemy yeah. Yeah. and that we were awful. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we always talked about backstage how. Vince had done such a better job of creating this singular brand loyalty. Yeah. Like he actually vilified us. Yeah. We couldn't do that because half of the gimmick we were playing was bringing in talent from. So if we made 
WWE look terrible. Yeah. Why would we be bringing their talent in? Yeah. So we kind of didn't have the same luxury, and uh, he did a great job. But of course, then he's like, "Here it is. Here's this thing yeah, I said was shit for five years." Yeah. Because it is interesting. Because it feels like Raw fans would always, eh, maybe I'll switch over to Nitro to check it out here and there during commercial breaks and things. Or somebody would just like both. It, it, you rarely met somebody who was like, "I'm a big WCW fan, and I'll occasionally switch over to Raw." Because totally it is true. true. He, they did do a much better job. That's interesting to hear that. Yeah. Real quick, um, I can tell a story fast. So Sean Stasiak, <laughs> whose dad was Stan the Man Stasiak, yep. the inventor of the heart punch, which is one of the greatest finishers, just he punched a guy in the chest, <laughs> yeah. and it supposedly stopped his heart. Right, yeah. And the guy would it, collapse. But yeah. some, didn't somebody actually, quote unquote, die from a heart punch? Like I they had a heart attack. Like well, it's like they had a heart attack in the ring, but they were wrestling Stan Stasiak, and they tried to like loop it into sort of the lore sort of the, of the legend. I would, yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is such a carny move. That's, yeah. that, that's like that like a guy died. A ghoul used to do in the Batman animated series. Like a guy, like a heart thing. Like a guy yeah. died in the it's ring, common, and like he was wrestling Stan Stasiak. And instead of like him, up, instead of like an apology and Stan never doing the move again, he just like worked it into his character and was just like, "I killed him with this." That's so classic <laughs> wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So classic. It's, yeah, killed uh, guy. Right, so, so there was a point where these guys, uh, this guy Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak, they were tag partners, mm-hmm. and both nice guys. Yeah. Not bright, Palumbo. not bright guys. Sure. They were sweet, muscular, handsome dummies. Yep. Uh, whom I like to spend time with uh, in terms of the catering. And, and they would uh, often, because I was an announcer, even though I wasn't a writer, they would bounce their booking ideas off me and other like announcers just to see, oh, I'm going to go to creative. What do you think? And so I remember I was sitting with Ed Ferrara, who was a mm-hmm. writer. Yeah. And these two come over and go, we got a great idea. And they go, so let, they were um, feuding with the filthy animals. This is the <laughs> name. It was uh, Ray Mysterio, Conan, I think, right? Conan, Conan Ray, uh, Hoovy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a great. Actually, I thought it had a lot of potential, but there really yeah. had nothing with well, it. But they're like, so we have this idea. We want to do these vignettes where we're like, or you see us like we get kicked off a plane for being jerks. So we have to drive across the country to different. To so each event. To each event. So we're doing <laughs> these events. And along the way, we end up kind of like adopting this full size mountain gorilla who becomes our manager. Cool. And then they start keep talking. And Ed's like, wait, what? He goes, you mean like a guy in a costume? And they're like, no. Oh, my God. We want to get a real full size mountain gorilla. Oh, that would be sweet. And we want to be trained on how to sort of care for him. And so he comes to the ring with us. They want to train to be trained. And, and we're both like, you can't bring a wild animal into these arenas. Like, that's so, that's terrifying. That's just like, someone's going to get murdered. And they just, it just couldn't get through to them. And so Ed's like, that'll never happen. That night, the filthy animals are in a match and Chuck and Sean go to the announce booth. So there's like Tony Schiavone yeah. and, uh, and they're just kind of hanging out. And it was in Florida again, I remember. And uh, they were like, so, you know, you guys worried about the filthy animals? You're going to be fighting with the pay-per-view and they're like we're not worried we've been hanging out all day drinking long necks and hanging out with our manager a mountain gorilla <laughs> and we were, i was <laughs> i wasn't announcing that night i was in the gorilla position and was like what did they say oh. tony shivani no sells it he just pretends it doesn't happen oh my god and then a decision was made and i can't tell you who because i don't remember but basically they're like oh we got to tell these guys knock it off and they're like no let, let them keep talking about it. let's see what happens <laughs> so essentially these guys went out for like three four weeks in a row 
just talking about a fictitious it might, oh, it mountain gorilla, and, and yeah. the announcers just ignored them completely. Right. Um, I yeah. mean that that if that's not like classic the secret happening right now, they're just like if we just say we have a mountain gorilla, we'll get a mountain gorilla. Like we'd be forced because the audience, because uh, you know we're so honorable in wrestling, we have yeah. to keep that promise. Of yeah, this yeah, sure. Uh, the audience that, needs some, it. Th- something that I love about uh, WCW reading about it in sort of the dirt sheets, and you might be able to offer some insight into this, is that like. They would just send like Kevin Ash and Scott Hall out without any script or like telling them what they need yeah. to promote. Just literally like we need to kill five minutes of airtime. Go yeah. out and do whatever. When I first started there and, th- and when Vince Russo came in, it started to get a little more like here's the script. Yeah. One announcers were not told at all other than Tony Schiavone what was happening. Yeah. Like shows just happened. Only a few people even knew what the formats were. Yeah. You know, a wrestler would know his segment and maybe his match, but none of us would be able to look at the entire show. Yeah. Right. Because that's how it used to be done. And, you know, yeah, promos were never scripted. Yeah. You know, and if people ran long or short and there was a lot of classic things like because of that. Uh, things got fucked up constantly. So, yeah. you know, I remember DDP telling me once, like he was supposed to, he was in a match and it was supposed to be like a 10 minute match and like two minutes in, they're like, go home. And all he's been doing is getting his ass kicked for two minutes. <laughs> he hasn't had his comeback yet. So it's like, so basically he comes back furious because it just looked like he got squashed. Yeah. 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 But shit like that would happen all the time. Wow. And uh, it was, it was the wild west, you know, what that's a fun great. experience, but also like just how mismanaged can uh, this be? But I think so that's fun. probably why though, even because you know with Steven for me like I love contemporary wrestling love it mm-hmm. but for me I'm a regional I'm like an old classic wrestling guy like I love <laughs> territories, territories. Like mid-south because yeah, those guys had wrestling. bare bones crews and they still had to produce like one or two hours of TV a week yeah and so they would just generate the most outlandish crazy ideas to right. drum up business you know and they kind of did it by the seat of their pants too though I mean in terms of oh, like yeah. just creating and going out there and like you said not having scripted promos I mean Never. You, get, you know that you have the basic beats that you need to hit in your head and, and you know it and you everybody agrees and you go out and do it. And I think that's mm-hmm. that that makes for a better show almost always instead of all this over scripting, yeah. which is actually Nick's uh, philosophy to per- any type of performing. It's like, I just know the idea of it. I'll go out and say whatever. Steven, <laughs> yeah, which is listen, real cool Steven, for everybody else doing it with Steven, it. Like I guy. think scripts are wonderful suggestions. <laughs> uh, they're well, nice suggestions. Before we get into nice the thing we watched today, I gotta, you got to tell everybody this Hulk Hogan internet Yeah, story. as we oh, transition right. into, the, into the movie, we're yeah, talking yeah. about Hulk Hogan internet. Oh, so, man, this is gonna, <laughs> this and then we'll the get long, into the movie. Longest episode of all time, and I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So when Welcome you're, to hour four. <laughs> when you're an announcer or a referee or any of these support positions, you are always expected to do other things. Right. You know, you have to help the company. And I did. I worked on the internet. I worked on the website. I worked for the magazine. I did licensing stuff. And they sent me, because I was still living in New York at the time, they sent me to the Toy Fair. Oh. Yeah. It was right when the NWO, I don't know how much history you know, but this was like our biggest angle in WCW, the New yeah, World Order. Steven has seen mm-hmm. the NWO. You're a big fan of their uh, their antiquated television vignettes. He, Chad's never going to get to tell a story if you guys keep interrupting. Shut up. You too, Joey. <laughs> at this point, I still really hadn't had too much exposure to the wrestlers, you know. I'd done some announcing. I was doing hotlines, which is a whole other story. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> so we go to this toy fair, and because like the NWO is hot, we unveil these NWO toys. It's a big deal, a lot of press, and the fa- their toy fans are going crazy. Like toy fans and wrestling fans cross over hard. Totally. Yeah. So we actually kind of got rushed out of the building like the Beatles, and there were four limousines 
out front for us to get into in New York. And I just got confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a 26 year old kid. And I just ran towards a limousine and I get in. And then I'm like, no one's in this limousine. And I look at the other end and it's Hulk Hogan, <laughs> then Hollywood Hogan, full gear, oh man, uh, charcoal beard, uh, sunglasses sitting like this. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm going to get fired. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, <laughs> yeah, I'm in Hollywood Hogan's. And, uh, so and he knew your full name. <laughs> I, I just sat, sat there for a sec and I was like, ah, the cars are going to leave. And I go to reach for it and I hear, it's okay, brother. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, uh, he, and he still has sunglasses on and he's just sitting and he's like, what's your name? I'm like, oh my God. And like, honestly, this is not a joke. I was such a fan that when he spoke at first, my balls tingled. <laughs> Not yeah. sexually, just like from sheer. Yeah, sure, I, I was that. expecting. Adrenaline. I forgot my name. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Balls I remember. Yeah, like, I remember. Like it felt like waves of energy. Yeah. And so then he has that's, me. That's Hulkamania, man. That's Hulkamania. Uh, <laughs> running wild. He has me come down to his end of the limo. Whoa. And, and now the, your balls are really <laughs> just the, swollen. Yeah, and then the he put the moves on you. And he's Jesus like, Christ. "So what's your deal, brother?" And he talks just like he does in the movie, sure, all the time. And so I'm like, "Well, I work for the website and this and that. I'm new." announcer and he's like yeah the internet i gotta i gotta get into that and what year is this uh this is 1997 okay got <laughs> Great. it and uh asked me a number of questions about how the internet worked because <laughs> he, he had an interest in the internet i remember that he's like yeah i'm interested in it like it's like, like like it's it was almost like like a capoeira or something like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. take a class he's interested in it. he has he's not he does he still needs you to explain it though his so, interest is so steven fleeting. don't interrupt <laughs> you have to know too right. I was a fan who, you know, also had soured on Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, sure. I had gotten to that camp of like, he's taken all the money. I'd heard the stories about him not in, putting guys over and sure you you got know, stories come, there too. <laughs> coming yeah. to WCW. That was even more so. No. And he just sat there and he was just like, I didn't want to come back, brother. But the business needed me. Oh my god! I just like to see these young kids. I like this this pile of fucking horseshit. And man, I bought every like I oh, I yeah. walked out of that limo a true believer. But this wow. was the, he just is a powerful figure, um, you know. And he just he really does have charisma yep. on top of charisma. Yeah. I mean, not apparent from the movie we will be watching tonight. <laughs> no, but uh, in person, insane. And that's when you started uh, following the three demandments, right? Ever, ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you drink milk and take your vitamins every day. And mm -hmm. say your prayers. Well, at this say point, he was evil, guys. Sure, so. true, oh. true. Mm. So it was do drugs, yeah, do stay drugs. out of school, and, and go fuck yourself. Uh, uh, yeah, Satan. <laughs> that, thanks for the story. That was um, great. Oh, wait. Uh, so what did you, so you, you tell him about the internet? Uh, I just told him it's... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Series of just people gathering. It was a series of... I, by the way, I don't know much about computers. Like computers connected. <laughs> I said it was a series of interconnected computers. And he went, cool, brother. Oh, yeah. wow. Sounds like I want to get into that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's brother. like, oh, I've got a computer, yeah. brother. <laughs> oh, man. Computer man. It's okay, brother. Is That's got to be the, oh, that's yeah, that's, be top five well, anything. Right off the bat, when you go to work your for life. WCW, I don't know what the culture is at WWE. It is Carneyville. Everyone right. talks in straight Carney backstage. Like, that's just, I was so confused for mm -hmm. months. Yeah. Oh, wow. About you know getting over heat and like a lizuk, it's a mizark, you know. Like, yeah, 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 I've heard that. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, I was like, what was, and I was like, I don't know any of this stuff. And then I, for a long time, it took me years to shake it. I spoke in Carney almost exclusively, right? Just being there for five years because it's super fun to talk in a secret carnival language. Sure, all the time. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just uh, for everybody uh, at home, also for uh, Stephen. Mm. Also, if you're a Carney, don't kill me. 
there is like a secret Carney language where they say like they 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 in, intersperse is and various extra syllables and words. Yeah, to sort of throw kind of marks off the trail. I just want to say that wasn't that tricky of a, of a code. Look, there's a mark. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a guy named Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, great. So, uh, Not that it, we didn't get plenty of is's and like rap music later, so it's they, all good. It all they, came, to, came, the came, Carney, that, that yeah, came to the surprising. forefront. That all came to the forefront. Yeah. So uh, today we're showing, Stephen, the 1999, or 1989 yes. WBF film No Holds Barred. Mm-hmm. The film starred Hulk Hogan as Rip Thomas, a wrestling champion who finds himself in a crisis situation <laughs> when an opposing network tries to bribe him into jumping ship. When Rip refuses, the network executive, played by Kurt Fuller, tries bribery, extortion, and even starting his own wrestling federation to convince Rip to sign the contract. This movie was co-executive produced by Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and it marks the entering debut of WWF wrestler Zeus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chad, why'd you bring this in for us? Because... Thank you for bringing uh, this in for yeah. us. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta <laughs> say, thank you. I right. was in a, out in front of AFI in a sleeping bag for three days, demanding this be included in the 100 most important movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just love this movie. And also I think, you know, I, I'm a I'm a regular listener to this podcast. I'm a fan of this podcast. Thank you. Oh, and thanks. I feel like a lot of times people have come at Steven the wrong way. Because you're selling athleticism, you're selling drama. Mm-hmm. But to me, what wrestling has always been first and foremost <laughs> is a master class in failure. <laughs> comedy alternate realities yeah. like mm-hmm. i that's how i became a fan one of my first loves was glow gorgeous lady oh yeah, yeah. glow's great hilarious um like i talked about the territories yep. watching these they put out these characters that were just outrageous trying to and just watching them die on the vine mm-hmm. i love that stuff and yeah. i feel like this movie speaks to how wrestling in general handles stories and and how they um, reflect culture. Like, you know, this is supposed to be this romance between Hogan and Joan Severance. It's like right. handled so terribly. So bad. And also, <laughs> worst. And also, and this is a, a fun fact. I, I don't know if you were going to talk about it, Joey, but the legend of this movie is oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, go that there it. was a script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. There was a script. The end. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Vince McMahon hated it. Mm-hmm. So he got Hulk Hogan. They spent 72 hours at a hotel in Florida and wrote the entire movie, rewrote it from page one. Coked out of their mind. No, coked out of their gourds. Really? Yeah. And you know, uh, that's wrestling. Well, were they really though. coked up? I just said that. I, I mean, yeah, at that time, I have in 1988, to I, have I mean, to just imagine. imagining these two like polarizing alpha males. Yeah. Sure. But, but yeah, also, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, brother. But that's wrestling, right? Because, you know, you know, I work in TV a little bit. Uh, you guys, uh, like, you write that, a TV show, it's months. Mm-hmm. Rewrites, yeah, yeah, yeah. this and that. Oh, but yeah. wrestling, yeah. it's the guys in a room, three days, three hours yeah, of programming. Yeah, that's how you book a show, so that's how you write a movie. So these guys just sat in, and what they created... This framework of madness. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I was so, I was like laughing and howling. And I've seen this movie a half dozen times. And watching it again, uh-huh. I found all these things, these little moments, these surreal choices that they made that were just <laughs> yeah. so great. Oh, oh yeah. surreal is one way to say yeah. it. And, and, I will, <laughs> and I will say, and I will say, uh, and I, as I told you guys tonight, this is uh, quite shocking, but I'm in the boat here with Steven yeah. in that. All these years from 1989, wow. this is this is the first time I have watched No Holds Barred. It yeah. has eluded me all these years. I've never watched this movie. No curiosity. Here's here's why. Um, I'm actually not, and never really have been. And I respect what he's done, but I don't love Hulk Hogan. I've mm. never really been a huge Hogan fan. Mm-hmm. So all these years, it's kind of been like, yeah, it's Hulk Hogan being Hulk Hogan, and it's a cheesy movie, and I get it. 
I like I, I I'm not a huge fan of him Down. in the ring as it is. Right. So it's like ah eh, to see a movie and and I also got disenfranchised after hearing stories over the years too. Sure. Of like oh Andy's an asshole. Ugh. You missed yeah. this. And now we too. know he's a racist. Yeah. You guys were super young. I mean I'm 44. Right. So like like. There was 14. A, you're 14. Yeah, yeah. Steven, literally, Steven's, Steven's in short pants right now and a beanie with a yeah. propeller. Hey guys. I'm 72 years old. Uh, this is like a quick side story, but like I loved just how Hulk Hogan approached wrestling as such a fantasy in general, even right. when I disliked him. Oh, um, yeah. When he came to WCW, there was this tape that would go making the rounds, like a bootleg tape. Mm -hmm. uh, for a while, his arch nemesis was Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. And, the, and <laughs> these monsters doom. he would bring in, uh -huh. which were all these like washed up wrestlers in <laughs> colorful makeup and costumes. And uh, they had the, it was called the Dungeon of Doom. We, we showed Stephen the uh, Sting Vader Dungeon of Doom, the promo they did where they went the to the crazy White man. Castle of Fear. Yeah, we showed him that promo. Right. Dungeon of Doom, yeah. White Castle of Fear. So, so you remember those pro thing. that promo? Bakery of yeah. Terror. They did a series of promos in a similar location where they would just introduce a new adversary for Hogan every month. Yeah. And it was like King Curtis and Kevin Sullivan and Sullivan. Yeah. And they would, would ever be so heightened. It'd be so crazy. But there was this tape and the tape kept going after they called cut. So oh. you'd see this amazing, like, so, you know, Hogan, we're coming for you. The Zodiac is coming for you. And everyone's screaming and you hear cut and everyone would just become totally normal and be like, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's coming uh, on YouTube now or somewhere on Daily Motion. No, it was just, a, it was just, it wasn't ever released. Oh. This was something in house mm -hmm. that we would pass around oh. and just watching people like, like veins popping out of their forehead doing the worst yeah. acting then just like <laughs> cut they didn't even like cool down they just immediately be like yeah. what do you think of that it's yeah. gotta be somewhere just, I, a yeah. guy named Maybe. I don't know if you're listening a guy named Brian Seitz had it so Brian I'm willing to pay real money wow. you know that tape, so. yeah. Brian thing, bring uh, us this tape yeah uh, well uh, a little, little, little surprise for everybody we got Brian Sykes right? <laughs> you're in the closet yeah. I love it yeah. in our this emails never been a funny bit it's the funniest it's literally never been funny <laughs> joey's been doing this like uh, you guys don't know this he does a, he's done this on the podcast at least a dozen times <laughs> he's been doing it for years before this it's like it's just like oh look right here joey i got it there's nothing in there we all fucking know and yeah. Chad, open the door. Talk about the fucking movie we're getting there and chad bless your heart you clearly have listened because you mentioned in the uh, email you're yeah. like I can't wait for the closet to get open. <laughs> and it did yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, zero percent chance it's not. Episode happen. fifty when I open that closet and Stone Cold Steve Austin's really in there is going to be hype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it comes out and stuns your ass <laughs> if you uh, if you can if you can set it up so one day there's a professional wrestler in my closet without me knowing for several hours before you come you'll over. You'll forgive all the crimes I'll that need forgive, to take place. Yeah. Yeah. I will never Breaking ever. I will. Ne I will say I love. Of wrestling because just I'm odd at the spectacle. I think we can figure it out, Joey. I think we need to start planning this now. Yeah, we'll do it. episode fifty. is gonna be a don't tell them what episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do it on episode forty nine. That'll be a good twist. Yeah. Um. All right. But, so, but so something that we gotta we gotta run through this movie, movie like play by play. Yeah. Can we do that. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. But, uh, something that I love about this movie, going about what you were talking about with uh with Hogan and sort of his attitude the, toward the business, is like I thought this movie was such an interesting sh snapshot uh, in the way that Hulk. Hogan and Vince McMahon view the world. I have that in oh, my, yes. my notes just in yeah. general, like because they wrote it fast. Like this is how they see network TV. This is yeah. how they see fans. This is yeah. how they see women. It's oh, such yeah. a distorted see, world. It's so everything yeah. in it is so not human. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is how they, they see criminals. Yeah, right. This is how they see how physics works. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that's the thing about bad movies in general is I had read an article and it's true. If you look like Troll 2, The Room, Birdemic, it's almost always at the 
helm of a foreign-born director yep. trying to translate American culture. And I would argue Vince McMahon and <laughs> Hulk Hogan <laughs> are more foreign than anyone. Yeah, they're like aliens. They're from yeah. another planet. And like you could see, like I mean, there are moments too. We'll talk about where something really traumatic happens. And then immediately after, like they have this sort of jaunty music, and like it's just like they have—they're like soulless monsters. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they're supposed to. But then, like Hogan's supposed to be the good guy. I know. Yeah. Hogan's yeah. the good guy. It's like there's that moment where, and this is this is uh, grossly out of order, but uh, where Hogan's on a date with the the woman who's trying to Samantha. seduce him, yeah. uh, Samantha uh, Moore, Joan Severance, and, uh, Severance. and they're in a diner, and somebody comes in to rob the place. And yeah. Hogan, <laughs> for no real reason, just picks up a stool and hucks it at him, and then starts throwing food at him Throws and beats at him. him up. Yeah, and it's like nobody was really in danger here. No, yeah. it felt like Destroys that- does tens of thousands of dollars of damage. Yeah, yeah. 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 Could they at had, least yeah. four good pies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just yeah, the idea of like hitting a guy in the face with a stool, which would break his nose, oh, everybody would <laughs> orbital bone. But yeah. then yeah. to go to pies, like yeah. this transition, he's de-escalating it real quick. He's like, <laughs> now that I've knocked him out with the stool, let me go ahead and get him all messy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's it's just it's crazy to me that like this person's probably stealing a hundred dollars from this till, yeah. and that stool probably cost a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, Yo, easily. But women in general too. If you talk about that scene, like you have this sort of horned up older waitress yeah like every woman her whole like it is just like who's just like if i was guys, any younger test Hogan. would yeah. not do well oh no yeah. oh no it's a big <laughs> failure on that well that, that's right. what i was thinking too like but yet that waitress was one especially it's like they they all love him and again that's yeah. their point of view it's like oh well, you're obviously a woman's fantasy or every dream comes true sure. for a woman it's yeah. like what's happening what world is this i don't know uh, it's so and, uh, perfect th- it's so th- perfect there's a subplot in the movie that um it, like so uh this executive is trying to sign Hulk Hogan. Ex- ex- this is Kurt Fuller, who's a Kurt, great actor. Kurt, yeah. Kurt, Fuller, Kurt Fuller does a very good job. Wonderful. In this. In this. Kurt Fuller's clearly just having the time of his life. Oh, and he yes. totally gets what this movie needs to be. Yeah. And he delivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kurt Fuller is great. Uh, but so, um, like Kurt Fuller's character, an evil executive, he basically has, I think it's right. like, he, he has somebody, an executive, who <laughs> her job is to seduce Hulk Hogan to convince him to sign with their network or right. something, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, seduce and him, yeah. she's And she's very, like, She's very much like, I guess, cold to him or very much like, okay, this is what the job needs to be until she sees his butt when he's doing like push ups. Oh, yeah. then, she falls, then she falls in love with him. Yeah. Guys, how are we going to do We have to go. We, we have, have to, to start at the order. beginning. We have to yeah. go at the beginning because this so is so many. out of order and we're missing all, all right, the yeah. great Let's context. Let's start at the beginning. First of all, Hulk Hogan is 36 when they made this movie. Okay. He looks, he looks 94. <laughs> yeah. He is not 36 <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I just looked yeah. it up. Yeah. That is bananas. That's that what is so old. Hulk Hogan has looked like he was 111 since he's been wrestling. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, just, yeah, the like constant male pattern baldness, this poor guy. So he comes out, like the first shot that we have of him is him coming out like growling like a rabid dog. Uh, he's going to wrestle somebody who looks like a, jan- a jacked Dan Aykroyd. Don't know who the guy is. that an actual wrestler who uh, first yeah, wrestled? Jack Dan Aykroyd. Jack, 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 Jack Dan Aykroyd. Jack Dan Aykroyd. Uh, all these wrestlers, yeah. by the way, had great names that we didn't even use like mm. uh, if you look at the credits uh one guy was rebar lawless oh I yeah. love rebar lawless. lug wrench perkins yeah i saw yeah. lug i remember um, lug wrench i actual... believe actually that guy in the ring was one of demolition without his makeup on oh i got it <laughs> right like, yeah. i know like i know stan hansen's in the movie yeah like, stan, stan hansen, hansen very... plays uh neanderthal right yeah, yeah. his name he's great stan hansen's oh, he's amazing really fun I can't we didn't... very good uh, it's but classic. you know already like yeah this sort of and what was really funny and this is just like an insider wrestling thing is they let kurt fuller do all kinds of improv later like oh, no bet. yes come on 
But yet you have Gene Okerlin and Jesse Ventura, two of the best talkers ever, mm-hmm. forced to regurgitate the worst announcing. Yes. Yeah. Like just the most on the surface. Like just let these guys talk. Yeah, they're actually yeah. quite yeah. terrible. They're, yeah, they're, they, they make them look like the worst announcers. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, gee, I don't know, mean Gene. I mean, yeah, it's oh, yeah. oh, it's terrible. It's really great. Uh, and then I guess so. Basically, we watched this match happen between Hulk Hogan and, or I guess, what's his name, Rip. Rip and somebody else. Yeah, Rip, Rip Thomas. Rip, Rip him. Rip he rips him. He yeah, throws yeah. up the hang loose. And then we see uh, like a, sm- a very small conference room with like 40 television executives crammed in there watching this. Uh. Like they had to work late to watch this match <laughs> and go like we need to get. This. Yeah. And then go like, wow, our network could succeed if not for this one other show. Oh, yeah. This one wrestling yeah, show. This one guy. And, yeah. And Kurt Fuller immediately is such a star because yeah. at one point he tells someone to eat it and then he yells at one yeah. of the women to take a leak yeah. which means crying take a leak yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that yeah. I want you to cry oh. but no because remember he goes take a leak and she starts to cry I'm like uh-huh. oh that's what that yeah. but that's not what we no. as no. a world that's not <laughs> any, take any, a leak and is. he says yeah. contracts are nothing but words yeah it's oh, so good yeah, yeah. So good. also uh, Kurt Fuller yeah, Kurt, Kurt Fuller multiple <laughs> times refers to people as jock ass yeah, <laughs> so good. What a weird insult that I've never heard before, and I'm glad it didn't stand the test of time. But I'm sure Vince was happy about his play on words. Like, what if instead of jackass, it's jackass? But what I love about that, those <laughs> oh, are all God. those are all like first draft things that you throw into a script, sure, because you're just like, oh, this is funny in this moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we'll, we'll put something good in later for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. What if I? What if he calls him a jackass? It's like <laughs> a jock, but an ass. There's a moment too where inexplicably they just have a Rip Thomas poster, which yep. is. Wavering oh. and folding, yeah, like, and he's holding it up. I'm like, at least like one. Like, there it is. That's the yeah. shot. There it is. Yeah, he's just yeah. This. <laughs> like it's like the lights coming off it wrong. Oh, so oh yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's just he just had that because he knew he was gonna have to make a point at some this point. Unrolled that, poster. <laughs> this, this is what rest. This is what television is. I know that Kurt Fuller. I know that he knows that he has to act ridiculous in this movie. And he's doing great, but I also did write down that. Everyone in general, everyone in this movie is acting so hard, it's as though the producers have taken their families hostage. <laughs> like, it's so, that's so hard. That's fair. Uh, oh, that's you know, there's a, uh, another moment in this, which is great, because like you said, this first level dialogue, first draft dialogue, yeah. where someone goes like, we need to do this, and one of the executives goes, everyone knows that Rip's word is his bond. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Said that? oh yeah. Oh yeah. Guys, everyone knows he's a real man. All, all the all the television executives really keep up to date with like <laughs> one wrestler's moral code. They've got it. They've got it. Just everybody yeah. knows that. So well, Stephen, I, I go ahead, Joey. Well, but, but something that's like is so great to note about specifically this scene: all these executives surrounding a surrounding a you know like a television monitor, mm-hmm. saying that like basically Rip Thomas is like the most popular person on television, and like him moving to another network would like shift the tides of both networks mm-hmm. yeah that's what hulk hogan thinks he is yeah. sure that's, that's what that's vince the, mcmahon thinks hulk hogan is. they yeah. think somewhere there's like all the television networks just sitting there going like god if we could just have wrestling <laughs> everything would be different for us Meanwhile, yeah. like every other corporation in the world's like yeah we're fine yeah. <laughs> but also oddly in a way that's what it became like yeah. mm-hmm. six seven years later like this is actually it's it's steven it's hey. prophetic they yeah they secreted this reality yeah it actually kind of happened yeah. Well, I will tell you this. Wrestlers hate themselves. Like, carnies <laughs> hate themselves. I can't tell you how many times, like, because they talk about, like, we're the best. Look at our ratings. And then I remember, like, my buddy Raven one time 
called me in a in just like he goes, you'll never believe who was on my plane. It was Mr. Belding from Saved by the like anyone else who was famous <laughs> was so important because uh, you know it was it's now Mr. Belding. Buster. He's surrounded many wrestling events. Yeah, yeah. He's many. A, yeah, he's yeah. surrounded almost all wrestling events. Yeah, so funny. Uh, so yeah. So now what what happens is uh, Hulk Hogan goes to the office of Mr. Uh, Brell, Brell, yeah, yeah. Mr. Brell. Yeah. Uh, he, he shows up by in French the, singer Jacques Brell. <laughs> we all knew that. <laughs> he shows up in like his wrestling attire and mr brell's like hey you're gonna come over to my my network and and off and then we have our blank check uh scenario here oh. he's like, i'll give you a check that you can write anything you want in it uh and uh hulk hogan being the man of integrity that he is doesn't mm-hmm. go for it but instead tries to shove the check down his throat <laughs> here's my biggest disappointment about this scene instead of shoving the the check in his mouth mm-hmm. why didn't he Rip it. Ah, yeah. I'll I'll tell you exactly why. Because they came up with the line, I won't be here when this check clears. I I know that. So I think they were so enamored with this line that they (laughs) missed the very clear opportunity to (laughs) To rip rip the check. check. They're so excited that they missed the (laughs) game that we all saw. (laughs) They built the script backwards from that. It's like, all right, what if it got... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there are a lot of moments in this this, uh, movie where like, they they work real hard for a poop joke. Yeah. yeah. A lot of poop jokes. Well, this is my my fate. And then also like he, uh, Mr. Brell like a like kind of gets physical with Hulk Hogan. This guy in a suit is like, what are you gonna like beat up? Well, he has to because <laughs> Rip Thomas would never hit a regular guy. Oh yeah, unless he was provoked. Oh yeah, so he is a good hero. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. best hero. Oh, and these yeah. outfits like he's in sort of this do rag that matches his skin tight red and black muscle shirt. Yeah, he's got lights on. Just look at this. You know that's just what Hulk Hogan rolled up to the shoot. Sure, <laughs> just, I'm wearing this just in the scene today. This balding. Tough thirty-six-year-old man. <laughs> Cannot believe he's thirty-six. I swear. <laughs> yeah, shoves the check down uh, his throat. See, like, yeah, like stomps towards the other executives. They all like, ooh, I'm scared. Yeah. Then he does. Then he does the rip him. He yeah, does. Yeah. 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 But like, why didn't he tear the check? Why didn't he rip the check and then do it? Such a clear game. Why didn't so he rip then, it? Yeah. So then we have what happens next is uh, Mr. Brell, who is not going to be out. You know, not going to be beat by Rip here. Uh, has the limo driver. Like take what was the plan? Hostage. What was the plan? <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> he gets they were going to do limo. this anyway. <laughs> he yeah. gets him in the limo, and then he goes, and then Hulk Hogan's like, "Hey, you're not the same driver." Then he pulls up the window, like the, the separator. He's unbelievable! Like, what a string of constant schemes this movie uh, is too. It's oh, like, yeah. Well, that's okay because when he leaves the office, we'll just have him in our limo that'll also try to capture. Yeah, the yeah. executive I mean, really just is a nonstop schemer. It's, it's great. just it's so it. many schemes, and like the so, best part. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Something to note, Hulk Hogan's in the back of this limo. He's like locked in there. Yeah. And he starts kicking the inside door of the limo with such force that the limo starts swerving. <laughs> yeah. Starts Is this when you mentioned physics earlier? Yeah. yeah. Denting it? Like, yeah. Like his he's foot is a it. bullet? He's <laughs> denting it from the inside, making the car swerve Swerved. all over the place. This is the worst limo driver in the world. <laughs> yeah. Just a little jolt. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And the limo driver is acting like he's being shot at. Yeah. He's like, 
like, like whoa. Run, yeah, he, he runs oh, over. He hits cars. So Keystone cops. Yeah, it's oh, so yeah. great. He hits cars. Man. He runs through like some kind of building. But he still <laughs> makes it to his desired destination. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there are thugs waiting. Even though it seems like the car's been careened out of yeah. control, yeah. he ends up where he was supposed and to And that's the up. thing. He uh, gets him from point A to point B. Point B, B or C or D now be <laughs> their next scheme. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah. fucking. Yeah. Oh, some, my God. Some warehouse where there are a few thugs waiting for Hulk to show up again. What are they gonna do? We've got a, we've got two guys in suits, one guy in like a jean jacket, <laughs> yeah. and a martial arts guy. <laughs> like, what is the plan here? They all got pipes. They're ready to beat him up or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, it's and then uh, Hulk Hogan explodes out of the sunroof yeah. of the car in a way that yeah. no roof would be built. No, yeah. But he Ray Mysterio's out of the roof of the car. It's yeah, perfect. yeah. So here he is in this in this Rube Goldberg style next version of the scheme. Here yeah. he is. We've we're in the next part. He just beats up. He beats up every single person. I mean, I think we can skip towards the end of this fight. Well, we it, all know he, what the big scene in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fa- so, most famous scene in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, t- that's t- a clip I've seen many times. So, uh, yeah. Stephen, do you want to explain this, please? Uh, yeah. So after he beats up everyone effortlessly, uh, he decides that he's going to go after the limo driver who put him in this precarious situation, uh, and he takes him out of the car. We get a good shot of how wet this limo driver's butt is. Oh god, it's, yeah, it's very. <laughs> Liquid shit. And then no. Hulk Hogan says, What's that smell? Right. And then the limo driver says, <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> it's so horrible. And you yeah. can tell. And, that, like, and, then, and then I think he responds, Dookie. And then that's the end of the scene. <laughs> and like, as so, it should be. Something, something I picked up from this if you look at Hulk Hogan's facial expressions when he's saying, Oh my God. What's that smell? Yeah. You know that Vince McMahon is directly behind the camera telling him exactly. Like, he's yes. basically saying, Say it like this. Yeah. Because, like, 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 his. His his facial expressions are so mimicking mimicking Vince McMahon's like you're fired. Yeah, know. you know he had to pre personally noted that line. So bulgy. Yeah. he Same. looks like he's got Clorox and shards of glass running through his veins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this scene here. Mm-hmm. So we go to. Um, <laughs> Joan Severance making a presentation. Yeah. She's kind of helping with the rip Thomas Brand. Hogan peeking around the corner like, oh, look at that butt, brother. <laughs> yeah. The part of this that I hadn't noticed before, because I guess there's all this other madness, her suggestions are so basic. <laughs> like, we should make merchandise, like clothing. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? We should do autograph signings near the matches. It's like, no <laughs> That's shit. how a boardroom works. Yeah, and everyone's like, what? This is amazing. Again, I think we should do business. Once again, <laughs> just picture Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, attic typewriter, and he's just like, oh, like, uh, I don't know. What, what, what are good, like, marketing things to say? <laughs> like, oh, like, autograph signing. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, uh, merchandise. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got Definitely on a typewriter. I, I yeah, want to yeah. point out, too, like, this is, so it's later revealed that Samantha is some type of corporate spy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. There's no setup him. to this at all. No. It's just, Zero. They just sort of reveal it later. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, she was a spy for us and she didn't do <laughs> there, her There's job, a right? great scene. A there's yeah. a great scene that was probably cut of, of, um, of Mr. Brell just sitting in a room and goes, all right, we'll offer him the check, but just in case we'll have the limo driver <laughs> and then we'll have these thugs and don't worry anyway because we got Samantha Moore. She's our double. I was like, yeah, Brell is ready for this guy. So Brell, Brell lives by the credo of always have like seven schemes yeah. going on yeah. at once. You know, yeah, schemes you on schemes on schemes. So here they are in the restaurant. So yeah, oh, so Samantha, Samantha takes like Rip to a, a restaurant is, to like spend more time with yeah. him, I guess. Get closer. Yeah. Hogan is, Hogan dressed, is dressed in a suit made of cocaine. This is <laughs> the one time in the movie that Hulk Hogan wears sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is walking around like 
he, that no one has ever worn a suit before. Yeah. Like, he has a certain swagger. Yeah. Um, and then this fucking big bald head. There's 36. Uh, and this interaction. So they go to a French restaurant. Um, uh, the waiter tells the specials. Uh, they're very fancy specials like quiche and beef bourguignon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I guess like the waiter is judging Hulk Hogan. Like <laughs> you wouldn't understand this, Mister Person in a White Suit, who's like a patron of this restaurant. You wouldn't understand the fancy things like quiche. But why wouldn't he understand? <laughs> like he is in a suit. Like is, yeah. yeah. Like it's nothing, the, if yeah. he came dressed as Rip Thomas, but like, why is he decided this? There's nothing betraying this. And also, the waiter clearly doesn't know who he is because we later find out Rip is a regular at this restaurant. He's beloved He's, the, he's a beloved patron yeah. of this Here's restaurant. But he, Hogan, somehow he doesn't know. Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon clearly have seen one or two movies with a wacky maitre d'. <laughs> and that was enough for them to be like, oh, you know what people love? A wacky French guy. But yeah. it, we'll, we'll see that through the whole movie with in romantic scenes in general. Yes. Like, oh, I, th- I saw a scene in a movie where had to share a bedroom. I've seen this. like like yeah, I romanced a, yes. I romanced a woman once. And this is about how it went. Well, and then and then also Samantha is doing the same thing. Like his like this love interest corporate spy woman is also like, oh, I'm sorry, I took you to this place, and like kind of constant condescends to him. It's like you literally like walked. If you thought he wasn't going to get it, you walked him all the way up to the point where he's embarrassed, and then mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. But that goes you to idiot. Joey's point. Is this is how they see themselves? No one respects them. Yeah, they earn all. All this money. Yes. They're classy. Why yeah. do people treat them classy? Yeah. It's like the Mater D comes in and completely unearned just shits on Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And then like the entire like kitchen staff comes out and they're like, <laughs> we love you, Hulk Hogan. We love like, you. And also you're a regular at this. Yeah. And how does this, like, this way? Uh, so uh, to, to Stephen's point, this regular had this uh, heel waiter had <laughs> such an attitude, but yeah. it had to be his first week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's like, he never met. <laughs> but it's like, like, he's before. so acting yeah. like he's worked there for 30 years. Yeah. yeah, but like if you think about it, even as like a classist thing, like Vince McMahon views himself as like the enemy to the upper class, the Mater D, and the hero of the lower class, the waitstaff. Yeah, that's yeah. like how Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan see themselves. They're yeah. upper, more upper than the upper class, even though this is a fancy French guy. But yeah, that, but that is something like Vince McMahon says in uh, in interviews and stuff like I'm that. Better than French like, people. Like when uh, when Linda McMahon <laughs> was doing her Senate campaign, uh, Vince McMahon's wife ran for the Senate in Connecticut, I think. Of course. Um, like Vince McMahon <laughs> says in interviews that he he was more comfortable talking to like the bartender than he was like the rich people that were trying to donate to Linda's campaign. Good God. <laughs> like he's just like more comfortable with blue collar people. You say that though and this is what's interesting about wrestlers in general. We get to a scene next where we're going to see the underground fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is their whole thing. This is the thing about carnies and, and perception. Yeah. They despise the upper class because they don't respect them and they're successful business people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they hate the fans even more. Yeah. Uh, they sure. think the fans are, that's what marks, you know, rubes, like they're the dummies who open their wallets for any dumb shit that we come up with. Yeah. And that's never better seen than when you see this bar. Yeah. And the fans <laughs> of these underground fights. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that kind of how TV and movies and entertainment works though in general? Like you fucking idiots yeah. are going to line up and give us your money. Yeah. I mean, it kind of speaks to the bigger entertainment in general, in a way. So, Mr. Brell and two account executives, two TV executives, come to this underground bar. Uh, I mean, it is the most hellish place in the world. Yes. Uh, there's people getting tattoos. There's a midget in the cage suspended uh, above a little, little person. Little person. person. Well, Steven. I mean, let's be honest. What did he write? In, in 1989, it was in the, clearly in midget. He wrote in the cage. down midget in sure. the cage. And, and just no to doubt. say, you know, I talked earlier, like, there's little things. 
uh, at some point in that panning shot, one of the waitresses in this dive has on a purple glitter hat. <laughs> Course. Yeah, sure. like why? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything else is so dirty and dusty, but she's got a purple glitter hat. You know, they show up. Uh, you know, he and there's also like these fights going on. So I guess there's just like an underground fighting happening at this bar. This is just uh, what Vince McMahon thinks bars are. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, and and of course uh, the the waitress they first encounter just assumes they're gay because they're dressed in suits. Oh, yeah. Says oh or what are you here for? And then it says oh you must want the gay bar. It's like yeah. of course because Vince McMahon. It's like well guys in suits here they are in this oh, rough and tumble place. And she's literally a pig. Yes, yeah, she's like she's, she's snorting. snorting. Oh snot yeah. They were like yeah like snot. Girl. She says a line. I wrote it down because I loved it so much. Where they ask her some question and she goes I'm here to get laid, relayed, and parlayed. Yeah. No one says what? <laughs> what that does that mean that exactly? No yeah, and then she snorts really loud to clear up phlegm like five times. Yeah, uh, just keep snorting. I mean, the the this sort of the scene sort of continues. The two TV executives like go into the bathroom. Yes, you have to talk about. The we have to talk about the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, like for some reason they they they're like we don't want to go. It's so bad. They get into this bathroom. It's the most disgusting bathroom in the world. And my uh, my first legitimate laugh, like not just at how bad it is. I think the dog. <laughs> A chain dog in a bathroom is super funny. Like I just like I'm like this is a pure real laugh. I'm I, I, yeah, I, yeah, that, that, I couldn't even get over. Yeah, the that whole bathroom, bathroom scene is just I have no idea what's happening. It's yeah. like, it feels like Vince McMahon's never been in a bathroom. Before. No, no, no. Yeah, he always never been in a public bathroom. The, like two guys some, are simultaneously <laughs> peeing, and then like and then they like and then a guy walks up to him and they turn toward each other while peeing and pee on each other. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's also important to point out there's there's three urine troughs, right? Uh, one of them is filled and overflowing they decide that's the one that they there's an empty in. one right there next are to it. two empty ones it's clearly right empty. next to it no these two are such good friends that they're like we're going in the shit together buddy and they do they pee together uh <laughs> yeah, random dog the <laughs> random dog is who by the way i do love i do love character actor david pamer is one of the other guys here is and that the, the guy, guy on the left, left? yeah, yeah. yeah. Cast, like a bajillion things you know yeah. they cast a bunch of great people in yeah, this yeah. movie yeah um i liked it yeah, also i think you talk about perception of what it is to be emasculated eventually stan hansen will come in and it's just about you guys have little dicks yeah he just yeah. says you guys got what, little wings and they are yeah. destroyed yeah, yeah. they <laughs> are as men destroyed because hogan and vince know that nothing's going to destroy a man more than by yeah. talking about the size but I, of his penis. but I feel like to be fair like if stan hansen told you anything you're instantly going to feel emasculated because like dude's sure. like i don't know he's such a like texan <laughs> i yeah, there's nothing like Joey's like that is my worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, if somebody would... came into a bathroom and was like, "Hey, your dick's small," I'd be like, "I don't know you." Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, all right, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe you're right. I don't know. I just wanted to go back. Was it snot? Is I have it... this in my notes. Is this snot girl that said, "My brother will rip your nips off"? Yes, yes. that's a good line. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's like just a good. On his face line. Yeah, yeah. that's but like, line. But like, what's the purpose of this scene? Like, why yeah. storyline wise is this? Does this because scene these executives, like, he hates. He hates executive. He hates. Yeah. This is him saying wrestlers are men, and business suits are these eunuchs. Even though he's oh, a business got it. suit, so but he's oh, got it. business So it's basically it's Vince's opportunity to use Stan Hansen as a mean to emasculate executive types. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got he it. Nails it. Uh, so then after that we have Mister. Uh, so we watch. He watches the fights that happen at this bar. He's so enthralled by it, and then basically Mister. Brill decides, oh, I'm going to start a new TV show, uh, The Battle of the Tough Guys. Oh, love, how much did you love when you heard I was this? Like, 
That's it. Just <laughs> the battle of the tough guys. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was followed by like, oh, what are we gonna call this? Followed by like five minutes of just quietly thinking, and then like, oh, I don't know, battle of tough guys. And then Vince is like, sure. I really feel like the line was probably the battle of the tough guys or something else. We'll get what the actual line will be later. Like that was in parentheses right below the script, and they just never it's fixed a holder. It. Yeah, it was just a holder. They never. Yeah, it was fixed like, it. well, they're gonna they're gonna shoot day one of shooting starts in an hour, and they're like, holy fuck, we never <laughs> called it anything. Holy different. fuck, we- the script's entirely placeholder time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all placeholders. Well, let's just roll with it. Roll with it. Like Kurt Fuller sells Battle of the Tough Guys. He's so amazing. hard. I can't so I can't say enough how much I loved him. Yeah, he was great in this. Uh, he yeah, says something great. when they so they announced this Battle of the Tough Guys. Anyone can. Uh, compete. Yep. Uh, though there yeah. really isn't, we don't know quite how you submit or anything. Yeah, you just they call of... it a new era in sports television. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. says this line over and over again, which I love so much, where he goes, a hundred thousand dollars tax free. <laughs> how does that work? He can't offer a hundred thousand yeah. dollars tax free. Yes, you're not can. in charge of that. <laughs> you're, you're, you, unless you know about some special exemption yeah. that nobody we're, else in the world. We're, we're going to give you a hundred and twenty. Whatever your taxes yeah. are, yeah. we will <laughs> give you the amount that when those taxes are taken out, <laughs> yeah. it will be a hundred thousand. But no. tax free. Yeah. It's, tax a, free. it's a singlet full of a bunch of ones. Come on, it's a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> so all in ones. Yeah, I. I love that line too. He kept tax free. Also, um, you know, again, you think about that's how they see the world. That is the real cherry on top for the hundred thousand dollars. Like they could, uh, or somebody fighting for that money, getting it. They're like, oh, now I have to deal with taxes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'd be so upset. But knowing that it's tax free really, really draws in the crowd. By the way, you know who we haven't even mentioned yet, and he's been in the movie a little bit, although barely. Mm. Uh, and we're apparently supposed to give a shit about him at the end. Is fucking stupid, shitty Randy. Randy, Randy one of the most sucks. exquisitely underwritten characters. Oh, Randy, Randy and sucks. Charlie. Charlie oh, also oh, super underrated. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they yeah. to have a Mickey. I wrote do anything. I wrote down really quick. Or like right, Randy like shows up for half a second in the, like the first little bit of this movie, yeah, and sucks. I'm like, he's gonna die. <laughs> he's gonna die. <laughs> Randy's uh, Rip's brother. Rip's I think, brother. Movie, yeah. yeah, and Charlie or whatever is like Charlie's his longtime trainer uh, who never yeah. gives him any training advice. No. Never has never mentioned Zeus, who he also trained, who's yep. coming up in the yeah. movie. Yeah, but there's this. Uh, there's this. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk about it when it happens. But there's this great. Uh, let's keep with this. But uh, okay. And there's well, no training montage or anything never. crazy no. with Charlie because, of course, he's Hulk Hogan or he's Rip Thomas. So he's all he doesn't need training. He doesn't really need it. Yeah, he no, he's got this. Uh, so then we're at we're at I guess we're at our first That's night of taping for uh, the tough guy. Was it tough guys. Battle yeah. of the tough guys? Uh, and uh, they just set up cameras in this bar. They just yeah, sort of yeah. yeah. They just sort of no set tickets up in the bar. sold. It's yeah. not even really that f- guys are playing darts right now. If you look <laughs> yeah, in the background, an there's a guy playing fucking darts <laughs> while <laughs> the event's going on. Also. Yeah. The net, the network executive is hosting it. Yeah, yeah, Vin, yeah. Sure. shades of future Vince. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Uh, so they have a bunch of these battles. Mm-hmm. Then Tiny Lister as, as Zeus decides to make his grand and wrestler entrance. Clearly he has, by the way, filled out no paperwork. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they and don't know he's coming. The insurance liabilities on this must be insane. He just busts <laughs> down a wall. Yeah. yeah. He busts down a wall. Where did he come from? Yeah. How long was he waiting behind that wall for? Did he put that wall <laughs> Yeah. Did he make that? Like, I'm going to bust through this wall one day. Uh, yeah. Well, this builds to my favorite Charlie line in the next scene where we find out Charlie is his old trainer. Right. And he goes... 
I heard he killed a guy in the ring. You heard it? This would be new. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And you trained no. him. It's Yeah, like, it was yeah. like, yeah. it's so, and he goes, he went to jail for a long time. I was like, so you know he went to jail, but <laughs> you only heard I'm not quite he sure killed, why. Killed this guy. He killed the guy, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Also, uh, fucking Zeus enters and grabs a lady by the face. Yeah. With a one hand and throws her through a barrel. A yeah. peanut barrel. A peanut oh, yeah. barrel. We, so, yeah. Women are peanuts. Uh, I also want to point out, just for the listeners at home, also, everybody should just watch this movie. Zeus has a Z uh, shaved into the side of his head. Also, only three quarters of the normal eyebrows. Which ties in nothing to the Z. (laughs) It's not. It it relates in no way. He's just got half of a right eyebrow. Don't know why. Uh, So, yeah. So, we watch this whole thing. Uh, Zeus is just a monster, right? Like, that's kind of what we're supposed to take from it. But uh, something that I think is so crazy about, like, Zeus's entrance, and, like, a lot of the entrances in this movie is, like, they're not, they don't make logical sense, but if you were Vince McMahon and you know like what a good entrance is. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. this would be like a good wrestling entrance. His wrestling mind of like, yeah, well, we yeah, like he burst through a wall and like, yeah, yeah, like and like he'll be starlit. And, and like, it was yeah. a metal wall. Also, yeah. 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 metal wall in this wooden barn. Also, <laughs> so tough. You want to point out too, Zeus finishes the match by ripping out some of the guy's hair. Yeah, like that's just how he kind of was like, I'm Siri. That's his finisher. <laughs> the hair ripped. Yeah, yeah. Ripped some hair out. Like what an ass. Oh, do you think he was saying, look, I ripped. Like I'm ripped. Oh, I think I you're thinking what? way. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't read that. I mean, much, no. Too smart. <laughs> if they didn't get ripping a check, they're not going to get ripping somebody's hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, by the way, I do want to mention, I don't think we've even mentioned him by name. This movie does, even though I know you said that they just rewrote the script, this movie does have a, a, a credited writer, oh. Dennis Hacken. Uh, what else has Dennis Hacken worked on? Bunch of hack shit. I'm ah, sure. fun. <laughs> <Just> hacking <it. laughs> oh my God. Do you think he was seeing in a theater his worst nightmares come to, oh, to no. roost watching the like, this cut with Why his family? my name yeah. on what was the Yeah, what was the conversation like? Like when like an executive called him up and was like, "Hey, we like your script. Um, you know, just want you to know, uh, like Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon, they uh, they you know, they they, they, made they it did a couple a tweaks. They took a pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they took a pass. They took a pass. Polish. This is your magnum opus. But like, they did a couple tweaks. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, I, I mailed it on Friday, so like they probably couldn't have done too much. Do you, right? you wonder if he's like, it's still set in 1940s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's still surrounding World War II and us trying to keep the troops. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just barely touched this. Thing. It's set now, but also sometime in an undisclosed future because that's the only way this could possibly happen. Know, right? the, yeah. the second episode so, of Battle of the Tough Guys takes place in a random like factory. Yeah. Steel, I believe it's a Some steel kind mill. of steel. <laughs> steel uh, they, like, they they're smelting it, iron there. Uh, I had it here. They call it an industrial arena. Yeah. Good enough. Whatever. Uh, I'll sure. say, and it's okay. just, uh, yeah, I just want to point out too, so we're just, it's, so we just watch a match and just thinking like movie, it's like, okay, so now we kind of saw like the bad guys. So we should go back to the good guys and see how they're going to yep. deal with it. No. More he battle literally of the kills Oh, yeah. yeah. He, then he literally kills this man. <laughs> we see Zeus kill a guy. He's dead. Wait, how does, yeah. what does he and do? I, this, I missed uh, it. How does again, he kill him? Again, though, um, he, uh, he, um, he just beats him down until, like, he's dead. Yeah. He's <laughs> dead. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. But also, look around. There are <laughs> guys working. There's open flames. Yeah, like, there's guys in full. It's the they're mo- wearing their hard hats and they're, like, they have just taken a break from work. <laughs> just Interrupted somebody's yeah. work day. Yeah. Maybe the worst unsafe work environment yeah. I've ever oh, yeah, seen. It's random billowing flames. And also, by the way, guy's all, yeah, he's all guy's smoky dead. and dead. It's clear dead. that he was a coworker. Yeah, yeah. and they don't care. They're really because uh, the other workers are really upset. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny Lister spends so much time just screaming in yeah. this movie, and staring off camera. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah he at. screams during every move. But yeah, like, that's something that uh, Stephen and uh, I think Chad <laughs> mentioned that I think is so funny is like, yeah, they go a solid. 
They go about 20 minutes without showing Hulk Hogan in this Amazing. movie. Yeah. They just forgot about him. And so, now we're at, now so we're now, at the uh, the so diner scene that we talked about earlier yeah, where Hulk Hogan about. just starts like doing thousands yeah. of dollars Hulk, worth of damage to Hulk the Hulk Hogan knows like a really great pl- restaurant to go to in town. It's just some, uh, you know, working class diner. Two thugs come in with guns. Uh, Hulk, like we said, he rips a chair out of the Almost ground. Almost shoots the guy. Yeah. Yeah, for a minute. <laughs> shoot him in the face. <laughs> oh, what if he would have done it? Take is where he just. By the way, had, Sa- had he shot him in the head, Sam probably only would have been more attractive. Yeah. Well, this oh, is the thing too, I'm and so that, that's the point. I think that's important. Is this is the beginning of a courtship? Yeah. <laughs> this is what the scene is about. He savagely yeah. beats these guys as she watches. Like, hey. This guy's mysterious. <laughs> yeah, mysterious. This guy's kind of cute. He could be a good father, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The look this at guy, her face. This guy looks really good Oh, yeah. The look at her face age. is very intrigued. And then, yeah. he, and then he throws that, like, hang loose, rip him thing. And here's, here's the, the waitress. <laughs> oh, you're the best. I love you. That's just it. That's oh, the whole thing. What a man. What, yeah, and she's like, wow, I'm so stunned by this Just guy. Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon, they live in a world with zero consequences. Yeah, yeah. so they're out of town. I'm not it's quite like Entourage. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're out of town. I'm not quite sure where they are or why they're out of town. An autograph signing, maybe? Okay, so they had to travel to do that because there aren't fans locally. Uh, for some reason, they get to the hotel. There's only one hotel room for the two of them. And oh, uh, of course. Guess what, guys? No twin beds. No twin bed. Now... Of course. Well, uh, if why? You're, if you're in a corporate work environment, my first thought is like, well, there's definitely another hotel somewhere. Nope. I'm not going to. No, it's not. I'm not going to like sleep with a coworker. I don't so care right. how non-sexually. And yeah, if yeah, I yeah. am forced to, if it happens to be Comic-Con, yeah. I'm not going to go to bed in a bra. Yeah. She comes to bed in a bra yeah. and he decides to go to bed in a man thong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're going to wear a t-shirt and sweatpants. Not yeah. yeah. Thingy. Yeah. And that, That's yeah. okay. He's got his wrist tape. He yeah. hangs up a blanket. It's yeah. So yeah, they hang up a blanket to like divide the bed, uh, and then we it's get very the, hilarious. We get yeah, classic so, comedy. So we get they they go to bed. It's very contentious for some reason. She's decided she's like real surly towards him. He's done nothing wrong. He's done, in fact, she's the executive who was supposed to book this room. Yeah, that's on yeah. her. She fucked this up. We think, uh, and and she's decided to get like real mad at him. So he's actually very yeah. Go ahead. But it's also not even clear if it's like if I I, I gathered that this was just the plan all along in the seduction this right? is the but plan they don't say it yeah this, also so, it should be pointed out that there's a long like we're watching it now a long series of cuts between the two yeah sort of just like like a will should i should thing? yeah like yeah. i'm like what this shot uh, too. we get <laughs> she a, licks yeah. her lips we get yeah, a she shot looks, yeah, she, <laughs> she, yeah she peeks her head from the bathroom yeah. looks at Hulk Hogan who's bending over looks yeah, at his looks butt at his and then licks her lips <laughs> what is this world what have we done i don't know what have we walked look at him in his fucking tie-dye yeah he looks 245 years old so he tapes oh up this sheet divider he's very gentlemanly he goes to bed hey, what a uh, sweet guy uh he kind of, they kind of talk a little bit about how they're both lonely uh and that happens and then i guess hulk hogan does the, after that he decides to get in his going to bed workout you don't get a body like that brother <laughs> no but so without a little bit of work and he out. does some incline push-ups with his toes on the bed we get a good thing where we the bed is bouncing next to her we assume oh he's, he's jerking off he's jerking that off. is what we're assuming Right? Yeah, of yeah. Of course. Course. that is the intention for sure. It's like, oh, he's jerking off next to her, and then she, uh, also again, you have to get in her mind. So she thinks he's jerking off, and she's like, "Well, oh, I need to see this." Yeah, like, oh she, yeah. Instead of being like putting a pillow over her face yeah. and being or, like, "I'm I, in danger," I feel like I'd be like, uh, "Absolutely not! I'm leaving. You can't jerk off." No, yeah. she's like, "I gotta take a quick." 
quick peek. <laughs> I got to Oh, and don't forget there the is a moment too in all of this where he says the line, "You build bigger walls than I ever could." Oh yeah. 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 I love he, that. Line. He's known her. Wow. He's probably spent altogether 6 hours with her. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty deep thing for what? Rip Thomas to that, say. He's a deep guy. Yeah. You know the Hulk Hogan Vince McMahon took a moment when they wrote that line and they were just like, "Brother, we got to hit." That's yeah. really <laughs> This line's got to be meaningful. Really good, brother. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah, also Hulk Hogan says it like he says uh, every line in the movie with a complete lack of intensity and yeah. just like I'm just trying to not scream yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that you're screaming and trying not to scream are his two acting well yeah. also God, just yeah. real quick we, we'll move on from this because the scene is so good if anything just watch this scene in the movie uh but what happens is he he's doing his push-ups. She like kind of like gives him attitude for it for some reason. Even though she's peeking at him, she's being a little peeping tom. Uh, he like jumps into bed. The bed breaks, and then she rolls on top of him. Yeah, of course. And just like like this weird like moment of like, oh, are they about to like fuck? Like I feel like that's a that's also in the first draft. I'm surprised it didn't make it <laughs> in. But like I'm surprised they didn't start fucking right. Then. Yeah, but then it's she like says, a- "I'm not one of your groupies." Yeah, which word. Did- Where'd that come from? We have not. Is the only groupie we've seen is that horny mid fifties waitress. Waitress, yeah, yeah. He has not had women around him at yeah. all. Oh, not, yeah, a, not, not a one. Waitress. He, he still is, looks older than her. Though. She knows, we, but she really, uh, yeah, she really has. They were pegged. fraternal twins. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> also, uh, something we should note: you can watch this movie for free on Hulu. Yeah, really. Yeah, Please do. So worth it. Please you know, do. Speaking yeah, yeah. of twins and brothers, you know, honest God, when I was a kid, I used to think Hulk. Ho- I assumed Hulk Hogan and Paul Hogan were brothers from Crocodile Dundee. That's right. Wow. I guess it makes like, oh, did one live they in Australia? They're both kind of leathery, yeah. too. Yeah, leathery yeah, yeah. white dude. Totally possible. Yeah. I get it. Um, so then the next scene, what happens is, Samantha, we figure it out just now. This is halfway through the movie. Oh, over halfway yeah. through the movie. We find out, oh, Samantha actually works for Mr. Brell. Uh, well, that's a big twist. And he set up the no, there, there's no two rooms for them. There's just one room, and they're going to have to stay together. So he right. set that up, and then she's mad. She's all mad at him and decides that she can't she can't do oh, watch this jack off scene in the background yeah, sorry we have the jack off scene in the yeah, background yeah. he can't not giggle a little bit at that yeah uh, it's Great so funny. goes to talk to brell yeah she goes to talk to brell we figure out this whole thing that he's uh, he, nice guys for breakfast he tells us uh yeah he's a very tough guy but then she's like i'm not gonna help you and he like yells at her like oh you fell in a, you fell in love with rip and then just backhands her just slaps her she doesn't go to the cops bam Bam. i won't seduce him you won't seduce him slap she flies onto the couch uh like 10 feet away just the hardest lap in the world he goes she runs away he chases why does he open the door too he runs after her he could catch her she's in heels instead he does this crazy thing where he goes palms first displays on the door (laughs) sprays on the door and then looks directly (laughs) into the camera behind him Uh, oh it's so good. And then, of course, immediately... She goes to Rip. She goes to Rip and confesses the whole thing. And he's like, it's cool, brother. Yeah, I think I'd be so betrayed. <laughs> that, I have a note here. Showed you. I, I have a I note wore my here. man thong. In yeah. Front of you. Hey, he, he, it's okay, brother. <laughs> it's okay, brother. <laughs> Stay. So, so she shows him her bruise. Yeah. He acts like it's all okay. 
They start laughing. Yeah. Honest to Christ, I thought the movie was over. <laughs> I thought the fucking movie was going to end. It's what like, a great ending. It's all right. They never had to have the match. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it could end right here. And you know what? I'd be fine with that if it ended at minute 50. I would have like, been yeah, very content. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but so much greatness comes. Guys. But yeah. Yeah, I actually so I feel like it's starting to wind down at this point. Like uh, mm-hmm. the, the third also, act is pretty uh, weak. To also, me, actually, we so weak. also we haven't seen Zeus in forever. Yeah, yeah. Zeus yeah. is gone. To me, though, there's some of my favorite moments coming up. Like we go to this sort of Zeus is going to challenge Rip. Rip wants something to do with this, mm-hmm. so we go to this amateur, what appears to be an amateur wrestling camp. Yeah. Yep. Uh, first off, Rip is giving the worst corner advice. Like these two kids are wrestling, <laughs> and he's like, "You're both great." <laughs> like, yeah. It's right. Like, Who yells that at a people wrestling? But the better part of it to me is that uh so like yeah he makes his challenge he decides not to take it yeah rip then um so a helicopter comes and yeah. zeus comes out mm-hmm. and that's when we realize at this wrestling <laughs> camp there are clowns yeah <laughs> there are clowns at this wrestling camp just no one explains what's going on right it's <laughs> oh so great we can see it's rip sports for kids in the background uh yeah whatever that is uh, I love it's, that no no they didn't even try to name it anything special so, yeah you know rips uh, sports for kids yeah just Simple enough. You think when like Kobe Bryant has his like his basketball for kids thing? Yeah, he's like, how many clowns we have coming? (laughs) What? Yeah, the kids love. Like it's like, what is this event? We need like four to seven clowns. But it's something like if you watch like the Real American Music video. There are so many, like, I wonder how many times they've shot Hulk Hogan surrounded by children who are worshiping him like he's Jesus. Yeah, probably many like, times. Like, so, like, it happens in this, it happens in the Hulkamania video, it happens a bunch of other times. And it just feels like, oh, to Hulk Hogan, it's just normal to be surrounded by children. Like, yeah. it's just so weird. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to remember why this. Ha- oh, that's right. Oh yeah, we forgot assaulted. about this. Scene. Yeah. This is the this scene is where the, she's almost raped. And yeah, in a blue assaulted. satin jacket to jaunty music. He ch- he does a hilarious <laughs> attack scene on the guys who yeah. almost raped. He's <laughs> running his bike up this guy's asshole. <laughs> yeah, he. T- oh yeah, this guy's taint is getting burnt off from a tire. Oh Jesus! Also, runs into a. He train. throws him into like a tree. Yeah, like, and he's laughing, and then he just <laughs> drives off. He just, yeah does. Doesn't really get involved the the authorities on this. We have like yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody like what a, yeah what a horrible crime to have happen to you like attacked in like a parking garage and they're just like all right cool I'll hug you and we'll move on. Yeah. By the way, not knowing, realizing many people are after her, just leaves her in this parking garage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no yeah. idea yeah. if other monsters are coming. Hogan's yeah. wearing a great jacket though, it is a, a very Ribera Steakhouse style Rip. jacket. <laughs> it probably just is a Ribera Steakhouse. Jacket. <laughs> yeah, they just put Rip them on the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is also just like a one minute scene too it goes by so remarkably quick in the movie but it feels like a major part of it so it's like wow it's not only that they're you know now zeus is like this dominant guy the the show is going well they've humiliated rip by challenging him repeatedly and rip not doing it not accepting the challenge they've won they've won but still they're like nah rape his girlfriend Yeah, like, yeah. That was... Brell is a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, Brell... By now, he's very hateable. It Somebody... should have ended when they laughed. It just should have ended. <laughs> it should have ended right there. But he's not uh, done because, like, and first of all, 
take care of your lady, right? Yeah. right? She's been smacked, nearly raped. He still allows her to be kidnapped. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but oh, we, the, the scene this we have to talk about yeah. is more so at one more scene, Ran- the greatest underwritten That's character great. in history, stupid, Ran- shitty Randy, super Randy, shitty Randy, Randy. and his buddy and his friend unknown. go to one of um, Zeus's matches. Right. So we still don't know how you yeah. can get into these matches. Our tickets sold. Yeah. There always seems to be room for people. But they, right. but they justify the- it really well. They're like, well, now we can get a closer look at what Zeus really does. It's like you've seen matches before. Why do you need to see it in person? Hey, we need to see it in person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this whole part with Randy getting his ass kicked and uh, and also like being in the hospital. I mean, he, yeah. Uh, this is by the way, Mark Pellegrino, Randy, yeah. who has worked a shit ton. Yeah. He's done great for himself yeah, and yeah. he's doing his best. It's not his fault. No, yeah. he Randy's is trying just a sh- I hate Randy. He's just a shitty, <laughs> dumb, a weak little brother character. Yeah. Uh, Randy in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, they, I liked it when they dipped him in the, it looks like they dipped him in the same apparatus that they like put adamantium bones into Wolverine. Did you see that? He got like lowered into a <laughs> tank. Slowly. I was like, what? what's happening in this? Honestly, I don't even think I saw that scene. I think at uh, this point I was like tuning out. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely your eyes a, are glazed over. You're half asleep. Like, yeah, I feel like there's a montage later on in the movie where Zeus is training and where like Rip is like rehabilitating Randy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Training, yeah. There is. Uh, don't forget, while Zeus is training, he just has a close one shot of Brel. Yeah, uh, he always had his TV. Who's like. Yo, you're gonna, you gotta do this. Yeah. You're, like, who trains to only weird... motivation it's, it's yeah. is like this this Apple 1984 commercial. Like, I'm yeah. like they're really close to the screen. It's like <laughs> you must destroy him. He it's, hates you. It's uh, it's Brel saying stuff like, uh, "Rip thinks you're terrible. Rip says you're not even good enough for worms. You're worms. not even good enough to die. Maggots wouldn't eat you." And it's like, all right, man. Like, I'm just trying to get a workout. That's also, your sickest burn. Also, I really wish that there was a scene where Brel's doing multiple takes to film that video. All right, that didn't feel good. Can I get another take? Can we take, take it take? one more time? I didn't feel evil <laughs> real, real quick, too, is it's on now. There's this great funhouse scene Yeah, where uh, Brell's just talking to him via uh, cameras and uh, and yeah. he set up some effect where he thinks he's about to attack Zeus Yeah, and then he hits it's a like mirror a- and then realize it's just a, a projector. Rear projection. But it was clearly Zeus standing there. Was yeah. it that realistic? <laughs> yeah, like, come on. How did, yeah, how did they get such a great Mirror, Im- yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, but we just had Cutting Tupac at Coachella like three years ago, yeah. and even that was kind of believe. Yeah, that looks like all right. Yeah, uh, so he goes and destroy- oh, destroys uh, Zeus's gem. He like uh, he throws he's, the bar right. He into the spears camera. a bar through a camera, a workout bar through the camera. <laughs> right, right, he's really incredible. Uh, so I don't actually again. What exactly is the point of this scene that he's going to challenge him? Is that what we're tr- intending? What to do? What we're setting up is no. What Brell wants is he wants <laughs> oh yeah punching everybody's blood. Yeah. Zeus, Zeus works Zeus out by this is the adamantium scene yeah, yeah. Uh, Zeus works out by he's got uh, cement blocks hanging from chains yeah. and he just punches just, the blocks until they explode why but what, look at that please go back and look at that take if you could just even go back 10 seconds yeah look at this take as they lower him into the stupid thing and like Hogan do, do the thing yeah there yeah. you go give, give him the, the rip him give him the rip him thing to this guy roll in the Here's middle of the physical ripple. therapy, yeah. So this is what I believe is happening. Okay. Burrell feels like even it's a rocky thing. Mm-hmm. Even though Zeus has challenged him unanswered, he has to beat Rip Thomas on his... By the way, Rip Thomas, who's a man of, a, of his word, does word. appear on this other network. Probably, no matter what happens, gets them the greatest ratings. Oh, oh yeah. Ever. Yeah, it doesn't matter uh, what and, happens. And this is where it gets really, for me, like there's so many things going on. Obviously, Joan Severance has been kidnapped. And, yes. Yeah. But, um... 
this whole time we see Zeus in his element. It's like the industrial arena. Yeah. We see all these. So now it's going to be in a ring with no weapon. It's like they've essentially given Rip Thomas the his match. dream yeah, match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everything. And everyone the there blocks. is in tuxedos and gowns. And the first thing I thought of watching again is like, boy, Bobby Roode. This is the audience Bobby Roode is trying to get for next. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This classy audience of like why were we showing all this stuff with these savage <laughs> you know regular folk if it was all building to the scene of people in ball gown outfits yeah, yeah, watching yeah. this it's nonsense by the way that, <laughs> i wear a lot of ball gowns to wrestling matches so Joey has worn many. yeah yeah by the way that bobby Roode nxt promo is pretty, fantastic pretty yeah, great. that song it's glorious that song's the best wrestling entrance song I've heard at least in five years. That could literally be a radio hit. Yeah. I thought it was I mean, the chorus I feel like was that good. It's like that and Nakamura's theme. It's like they're close. But yeah, I've, I've listened to that song probably nonstop for the past <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, so next, uh, after we have this uh, Zeus punching through cinder blocks montage, uh, we get to the, the big fight. The big show. Uh, Rip is going to fight Zeus. Uh, and uh, I guess the fight is so long. It's the longest so fight long. in the world. Well, because so there's elements. a lot of stuff going on in the background of yeah. this fight. So almost immediately, Samantha gets kidnapped. She's been kidnapped and she's being held in the tower. Yeah. yeah. The same tower where this arena is on the studio like, floor. Yeah. Studio 13C or like it's got this crazy name. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, when we see it, you're like, what? What is that? Is yeah, it the yeah. first and third floor? Yeah. It's both <laughs> of the floor. Yeah. It's all over the place. Uh, and she and, and they kidnap her again. I don't know to what end because Rip. Oh, has that's to right. Throw the fight at ten minutes. Yeah, it, which they it, which they barely established. It's, Wait, it's established. I missed that. It's established in like a sideline. Yeah, yeah it's, it's out of nowhere. They kidnap the girl. He, they talk to him and say, "You make it look good for ten minutes, and then you go down." I swear, I totally missed that. Yeah. Uh, reasonable, because why would anybody focus on this? Wow. Your mind is numbing at this point in the movie. And, and, uh, and yeah. then, of course, somehow, let me ask you this: Was Randy paralyzed? That because at one point, <laughs> I one hope, point they I show I they show his finger yes. twitch. So yeah, during the match, and, and the I'm like, of, wait, I just thought he was hurt. Yeah, in the middle paralyzed. of the match, <laughs> the, it's not clear like how bad his injuries are. Yeah, in the middle of the match, Rip is getting beat up, and then like he looks over to Randy, and Randy gives him just a little pinky twitch. Yeah, his pinky what? moves a centimeter. And then Rip's like, "All right, I'll keep fighting." <laughs> also, there's this, the so shit? they so they have Joan Severance, Samantha. Mm -hmm. They have her up in the tower. They have the two eunuch executives yeah. and two yeah, yeah. bonehead guards. She is not tied up. She's, she's just sitting in the back. They get yeah. so into the match. She, she just runs, walks she the just fuck leaves. out. And, and thus, the first truly empowered female character to ever be in film. And then she has one of the greatest oh, yeah. improvised scenes, my favorite in the movie, where she just has to yell at the elevator. Do you guys remember this? <laughs> yeah. She's oh. like, come on, let's go. It's like, you have to know how elevators work. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's so great. Look it's at this truly. Pop is so in with a security guard. So, and then I want to point out, too, like, Zeus is winning this match like it seems like he's doing great this whole match right also does the cop throw down his keys for no reason yeah you know Look, a lot of get, things happen so for excited. no reason yeah. a lot of things uh, happen for no reason bends down and then she walks out yeah oh, she manages to escape uh she you know this and whole Kurt thing fuller aka brell is brell. just killing it on the reaction oh shots my yeah God, oh, he's yeah. doing so great from the mirror from the glass uh, encased yeah. studio room yeah he's so campy but he's really <laughs> love it totally entertaining so this so samantha escapes but she's shortly captured later uh so like maybe th uh, three minutes later she's captured again by the guards but luckily 
Randy's friend again never named Randy's friend never named and Charlie <laughs> and Charlie gets his moment and like they kind of just like throw their bodies into the guard and just save like oh her. those guys yeah <laughs> Randy's girlfriend. Randy's, Randy's girlfriend, girlfriend, the guy. And he, Randy's just crying through yeah, this whole match. Randy's girlfriend, Randy the guy. cries through this whole match. Randy's crying. He's, he's such a puss. Let me, this is such a small point, but just as an announcer, mm-hmm. I love the fact that they have a roaming play-by-play announcer. And he's god off. Yeah, he's terrible. And he's just walking around talking about this match yeah. to whom I do not know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just could, broadcasting it out to the people. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you a single yeah. line that guy said because that character is so terrible. Says, yeah. Uh, so then we get to the point, I guess, so Samantha's safe. We know that. And then our, our rip starts overpowering Zeus. The, the tide of the match keeps turning. Yep. Now he's like choking him. He's we go through. Break his neck. He's about to break his neck. Uh, <laughs> Zeus goes through the audience, starts throwing, throwing people. as weapons. I guess, though, when he threw that woman through the peanut barrel, as an audience, <laughs> as an audience member, you know, that you might be killed. Like, you just assume this risk coming to these matches. <laughs> the most dangerous oh, person to, to well, be around. That woman's the peanut Yeah. Girl. So then we get we get up high. Up like oh, uh, so, something something we uh, we we glance past. Mm-hmm. There's a point where Zeus rips off a ter- rips off a turnbuckle pull and tries to run Hulk Hogan through the head. Murder him. <laughs> he to oh kill, yeah, that's right. Tries to yeah. murder yeah. him yeah. with a pull. And we are about to right get a murder. The oh, there's a murder that's going to happen. Yeah, what happens? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Multiple murders. So yeah, so Zeus uh, like kind of knocks uh, Rip off the some type type of ledge, overseeing everything, oh and he's sitting there like going like I'm the champion. Yeah, but he's staring at Brown. Uh, he's staring at Brown. Yeah, who's telling him look behind yeah, you? And he just refuses. And Zeus to do it. refuses. Yeah. So Hulk Hogan comes in. Uh, he 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 catches Zeus when he's not paying attention, uh, and we get the great the great moment of Hulk Hogan beating him up, throwing him, and he goes uh, over this like ledge not that high and Brel's so mad that he's ruining the tv ratings by yeah. ripping up the truck yeah for yeah. some reason he's decided like i will destroy all my and computer equipment and even though it makes this. no sense he kurt uh he's killing it oh yeah, yeah. This oh, great. he's great it's oh, amazing yeah. he's doing great he's just acting uh, his ass off it's yeah great. we get this great moment where from like 12 feet up uh hulk hogan knocks zeus over this edge onto the ring through uh, it through it which became a spot that happened quite a few times years later yes, in has. in both WCW yeah. and WWE yeah, 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 yeah. did it a couple times falling through the ring yeah they yeah, would create a false ring so uh, yeah. this was the first time I'd ever seen it though yeah oh, wow so this really is like a trailblazer <laughs> yeah so he punches it. Zeus he goes through the fucking ring yeah uh, uh back there killing it. Yeah, should be noted. Um, freaking out. Rip Thomas's finisher in this movie. It's like a double axe handle to the know, face. It double axe handle to the face. That actually was Hulk Hogan's finisher in Japan. It was called the Axe Bomber. Yeah, oh, yeah. It yeah. looks terrible. I don't know why he doesn't yeah. have in the what chest. Is, it would look so much better. Seriously, how how far is this fall? Like down, it's only maybe ten feet, right? Yeah, we can yeah, agree yeah. on that. But horizontal, it's like forty feet. <laughs> yeah, no. just, yeah, sorry. The <laughs> axe handle, the axe handle, just like Hulk Hogan's real finisher of the leg drop. Kind of dumb. Yeah. And uh, dumb. Zeus has blood dripping out of his yeah. mouth when he Zeus lands. Is, Zeus, dead. Is Zeus is dead. dead. Zeus is dead. <laughs> dead. So then Rip decides he's going to go after Brel, which yeah, is in this control room, throws a chair through the window. He's, he's also like, snarling like wildly, yeah. like he, over the he top. He's a rabbit anyway. dog. And again. the audience watched a man die, and they're probably going to see they're another man die. And they're, they're just cheering like, for him, attacking Brel. Like, they have no Brel, idea of their they, backstory. They don't know who Brel is. They just think he's attacking a guy in a tuxedo. He gets to shout, you jockass, one more time. Time before he gets oh, electrocuted, yeah. and then and then yeah, he backs up into some uh, video equipment and is electrocuted and right. dies, and the crowd cheers. And the First crowd. they go silent for a second, 
They yeah. Get, little blood comes out of blood, the girl's yeah. mouth. You know, yeah. being electrocuted. So you think the, the, the audience, the and then all of a sudden, wild. right, do you think they're human beings for a second? No. no. And then yeah, when he turn, when, when, uh, Rip it. turns around, they go nuts. It seems to me these are all Rip. Randy's Randy standing. <laughs> What's Randy have to do with it? It was a big deal that he could move his finger. He's standing now. Rip dick shit. Fuck Randy out there. Oh, I love this. And let me say this, too. Didn't we all assume these tuxedo and ball gown men and women were friends of the network? Yeah. That these were the fancy rich people. Yeah, that guess they all like hated Burrell. Burrell. They just really hated him. They the guy all hated him. Yeah, they all, and then, they all wanted to watch him die. Uh, and then yeah, so so two people die. Zeus dies. Brell dies. Randy standing. He does uh, a rip him. Yeah, we don't really see anything from Samantha. He does a rip him freeze frame. Credit. Credit. <laughs> yeah. Masterpiece. Fuck. That's the whole movie. Masterpiece. It's oh the best. man, it's the best. It's so. I, this is honestly in my top five best bad movies. You really? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! I it's just feel so like it's, crazy. and you know, even though we got, I think the crime is it's so good because we, you know we kind of burn through the third, second, late second and third act. Yeah, but actually, there's a ton of great stuff. There is. Some we're so shit. exhausted because we have been assaulted with so much absurdity in the first act. You kind of have to watch this movie. Like in half. Yeah. That's how like, good it is. I feel like this is definitely good. a movie you could watch multiple times and pick up just new weird shit. Oh, I'm sure. You, you know, time. audience members, I suggest you probably already watched this movie listening. I say you watch it one more time, you listen one more time, and you'll still see we missed everything that's great. <laughs> yeah. So much. yeah if, if there's a thing that you could, uh, if, there, if there was a thing that we missed, be sure and tweet us hashtag <laughs> you missed it. You missed it. <laughs> hashtag yeah. you missed it. Yeah. You missed it. And uh, <laughs> we'll watch it again, I guess. Yeah. We'll do yep. a second episode of just this. <laughs> But let me let me say this, and this kind of speaks to the theme of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this to me is is wrestling all the time. Like for you, the joy you're feeling right now. This was me watching wrestling as a kid, right, and seeing. Dusty Rhodes bring a gorilla in a cage to the ring, or the, like uh, like the terrible gimmicks. I can remember when in the eighties they introduced. I can't remember what promotion, but it was these two guys in glitter bowler hats, glitter vests, glitter ties, and they're constantly they're hairy chested. Oh, yeah, they're constantly, was, uh, Beverly Brothers, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, they're presented as womanizers, ah. and it's clearly the two most homoerotic. Yeah. And like to me, the fact it's just like this movie it's we talk about Vince boy, McMahon boy. and Hulk, sort of their version of reality right wrestling has always been fun to me because it's these carnies who are trying to design a reality to evoke responses from an audience right and they're totally off and oh it, yeah and it's in, very much like a copy of a copy of a copy yeah i think it's called pataphysics it's this idea uh-huh. of like if you interpret it's like going from french to english to german that text would be nonsense yeah and that's what kind of happens with uh wrestling to yeah me. and i and i did mention it up top i didn't because i wanted to see how we felt here at the end of the movie and everything um um, I, I do find it very interesting, and also, I, I don't know if it's good or bad for Steven, but I find it a very interesting choice that you thought, which I think is great, that the best representation of wrestling to give Steven, like, mm-hmm. uh, to show you why we love wrestling so much, here's a movie. Because it's like the way that Steven probably, like, because you, yeah. you probably saw this this movie overall, Steven, and like, oh, I really enjoy how ridiculous it is. But you for some but for some reason the shows won't translate to you that way. It's kind of yeah. how we do see the shows all right. the time. It's like this is bonkers. It's great. It's fun. It's ridiculous. What are they going to do next? And it's we so love the failure of it. Like I think yeah. sometimes if you're not a lifelong wrestling fan, you watch and you cringe and you're like, oh, right. what a misstep. But wrestling fans, we 
watch that stuff and we light up like, oh boy, they went for it. And this oh, audience yeah. shit all over it. But and we love that part as well as the stuff that works because we've seen all the failures, the risk. So when something is great or, you know, something does work, it's wonderful. We go nuts yeah. because, yeah. oh, this is, you pulled off the impossible. So I have to ask, mm. put through the filter of being a movie. Yes. Steven, what are you thinking about this movie? Wrestling, your thoughts, anything. Let's I mean, yeah, think. like we, I think we all agree that this is one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's really like, it's special how bad it is. Like the, the way that they try to tie up plots or like even introduce plots. We don't find that Samantha's like a double agent for 48 minutes. And then like, lar- <laughs> then it's like largely forgiven and forgotten. Do you like, think it was a last happens? minute thing? Like something they just said, maybe, maybe we should make her, uh, doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Like halfway through they're like, Oh, make her dub, make her double agent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got an idea. And then just started going from the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, yeah, she like, worked for Jim Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to explain it. Yeah. I mean, it's just so interesting to see that. Like I write stuff uh, I'm, uh, and it's just, it's so fun to watch uh, the failure of like trying to set things up, the failure of paying things off. I mean, this movie ends with, just a couple people die. Murder. And then yeah. two, two, yeah, two murders. And then they're like, good night. Does, <laughs> and he's the hero. He's the, oh, yeah. He's the unquestionable hero. Like in, yeah. in like Die Hard, you know, they have a moment where he like redeems himself or, you know, to Holly or what. No, no, no. They're just like, yep, we're good. <laughs> Close it up there. Does Chad con- Chad's context and presentation of presenting this movie to you the way that he said it as trying to appreciate it by like a back doorway, does it somehow all give you a little bit of appreciation for the way maybe that we see it in a way no uh okay, i refuse i, I, I refuse figured. to believe that wrestling could be this good uh and how bad it is i mean but this is wrestling this is minus the murder this is a, there's also been this murder. is a wrestling show written by a promoter and a wrestler yeah, yeah. starring wrestlers yeah um yeah i just think we watch you're watching a finished product we like to watch this live laboratory where people keep in throwing progress. ideas yeah. in progress constantly writing and we do you know i will say and this will be the hardest obstacle which you don't even care to jump <laughs> but uh but um it's like we love the process of like we love seeing a guy like daniel bryan do something like yes, and that's what oh, that's what worked. Yeah, holy oh, shit, yeah, totally. that's what worked. Or After all the shit, or someone, tried. or someone like Roman Reigns. All the stuff they try that the audience turns on him. To us, it's this fascinating living experiment yeah. of theater. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, and you and, either get caught up in sure I'll cheer for it. Oh man, or oh man, I'm gonna fuck. We love the so bitch. Hard. Yeah, you know we uh the, yes uh, you do. Nick, <laughs> Joe, Matt Mazzani, and Jesse Klein, two other friends of ours. We have a running. Thing where yeah sometimes we're like this is great but a lot of times it's like did you see that abortion yeah, <laughs> yeah man like, what a bad have idea this constant facebook message thread yeah like forever like last like a couple of days ago on tna impact like matt hardy ate a fan <laughs> and like that's definitely something that's on that chain of like oh, yeah. what great blood pack in his mouth like this whole it's wonderful and you know he's experimenting it's like they're tr- they're constantly in wrestling trying to find new ways to evoke any emotion. Yeah. You have to make I them mean, laugh, make them uncomfortable, make them cheer. You know, so I don't know. For me, it's just as an improviser, as a comedy person, the idea that these guys can go out in front of a full crowd mm-hmm. and t- make these bold choices. Try to give somebody any little micro thing that they've never seen. Before. And then when you add, it's written for the most part by 
morons. <laughs> uh, like it's just it's a perfect alchemy. They're all yeah. Neanderthals. Yeah, they're all Stan Hansen. Yeah, I mean it's we're, truly. Uh, <laughs> I think I got. We're that. all Stan Hansen. Aren't we? Uh, yeah. Should we go around and rate the movie? Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, everybody kind of give your final wrapped up thoughts. What do you think, we'll, Joey? We'll rate it uh, one to five Dookies, I guess. Yeah, let's rate yeah. one to five. Dookies. <laughs> one to five Dookies, dookies. or one to five jockasses. Uh, okay, I like jockasses. One to five jockasses. Uh, I mean, this is a five jockass movie for me. Um, this is uh, like basically like everything that Chad said. I love that it's just such a weird, distorted view of reality. Like, I think that the way that this movie probably came about is this was sort of like a peak of 80s Hulkamania. And I'm yep. sure some studio executive was just like, OK, great. Uh, you know, we would love to have Hulk Hogan star in a movie. Oh, Vince McMahon wants executive producer credit on it. Fine. Go for it. A couple years after his Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um, it, it feels like they were sort of given carte blanche to kind of do whatever they want. I guess similar to like, I guess, uh, like uh, an example would be like the Justin Green and Kelly Clarkson movie where it's just like, oh, this is a popular thing <laughs> from Justin to Kelly. Yeah, yeah, the yeah greatest. So, where it's just like, oh, this is a popular thing. That's a top Let's, 10 bad movie. Yeah. too. Wow. It's so like, so good. Watch that, like, Steve. like this is popular. We're just going to like try to use this movie as a means to tap into that popularity. So like it's just so <laughs> yeah. fun to me that like they got the level of freedom to like make just this weird thing where like you could kick the inside of a limo and make it swerve or mm-hmm. like I, w- I want to point out. Sorry, very quickly. This is not like this is an attempt to reboost Hulk at this point as from what I understand is like this is after Rocky 3's appearance in Rocky 3 yeah. they're trying to be like oh he could have like a film career maybe he could be the rock he could be the rock that's yeah. what they're attempting to do massively failed also this isn't this was I not- wouldn't say they failed he starred in several movies after this he actually did yeah. really yeah what movies Suburban Commando yeah Mr. they were Danny. all terrible no, they were okay. bad they're but they bad. were all but oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he was in movies. Uh, he well, was in like three ninjas three I think three and a half ninjas yeah yeah how oh, oh, fun um, uh, well and then like, also like a nice little he started in thunder in paradise uh which was a long-running show on tna uh where tnt he, tnt TBS? or tbs like and like that stuff that definitely i'm sure came from like executives showing mm-hmm. like you know somebody showing executives this movie of like oh see he can he can carry a movie absolutely not uh <laughs> and not the other thing brother too, paul but. this is not a studio picture this was produced independently and then s- distributed by new line this was not like no studio was like we're making this yeah, yeah this is produced the WWF totally made it. yeah the wwf made it like that's yeah. but it was still in conjunction with a production company i don't yeah. think it was if you look, no, it, if you look at it it's like there's it, it wasn't 100 percent indie produced there I, was like some if you i'm telling you i'm pretty confident it was it was under shane distribution company yeah, as shane distribution i i believe that's shane mcmahon well no it's not shane mcmahon i'm pretty sure it is He's too young i'm pretty but sure but it does relink to yes. wwe studio it does make sense though if like a 12 year old executive <laughs> greenlit all this yeah that's fair yeah yeah i want to see hulk hogan in the movie yeah that, that is the yeah, that's that's that is produced by uh, De- or the McMahons. Whatever, it doesn't matter. All right, fine. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah <laughs> I give this five jockasses. Five jockasses. Uh, Nick, what do you give this? Uh, well, I gotta say, I'm surprised that this movie eluded me this long. I'm glad you brought it in because I enjoyed the ever living hell out of it. Uh, it's bad, but it's fun and. I, I gotta say, I think it lived up to the hype. It's been built up all these years as being really terrible. I had seen the Dookie scene many times. 
I had a blast watching it. I'm going to give it a five. Wow. That's uh, and, uh, something that I think was really, we, we talked about the music a little earlier. Jim Johnston, the guy who created all the WWE's entrance music, he scored this movie. And yes, that's insane to me. Yeah. Like, and I he love, wrote, like he wrote the theme to it. It's just a guy we, who just writes entrance music. Should we scored this <laughs> whole music movie? Legend. Should we cut in the no holds barred theme right now? <laughs> Uh, Actually, yeah, yes. Although, mm. if you can find the song online where they have the the fight in the in the diner to the bluesy song, and the first line of the the song is "I got ketchup on my boot" or something <laughs> like that, yeah. uh, cut that in. Although, if we can only find the theme, here is one of those songs. <laughs> All right, great. So that's oh, that's a little bit of that. That yep. really derailed this review section. I don't care. I want it. All right, uh, Chad, why don't you write this one to five jackasses? Uh, this is an easy one for me, guys. Yeah. Um, there isn't one tonally honest moment in this movie. <laughs> there isn't even one by accident scene that plays in any sense of reality as I know it. Yeah, I think there's zero honesty. Think about mm. just trying to do that in art mm. to create something so absurd so bad. that nothing rings true, <laughs> even for a heartbeat. Mm. Uh, yep. So, I mean, this is a no-brainer five jockasses for wow. me. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I got 15 jockasses, Steven. You got 15 jockasses. You got five jockasses All right, or let me, you a jockass? Let me, let me get on this. Okay, so yeah, uh, this movie is a, a massive failure uh, <laughs> in, in all regards. Um, so, but that being said, man, I enjoyed it because I kept on going, are you fucking serious? This is insane. How is this still happening? Uh, so, I, it did give me a lot of pleasure. Now... What are we rating it on? Is it the quality of the cinema? It's just is it the quality of the film? That's how you feel, man. I mean, that's like a zero, right? But that would be dookies. That would be dookies. That'd be dookies. That's a big old dookie. That's a big old dookie. Zero dookies. But if we're rating it on, I guess the joy I got out of it, knowing that I would get to talk with you guys about it and say negative things about <laughs> this horrible, horrible film, man, it is a super high rating, and in that. In that regard, I'd give it a five jock ass. Yeah. Whoa! Uh, perfect 20. Is this the first 20 we've ever this had for first, anything? Probably. I think the, the, there's the, really the, no way to know, but yeah. probably. What? No, yeah. There's no way to know oh. except that we should know, but who cares? Yeah. yeah wow. I like there's no way to know, even though there's clearly a record. Yeah. yeah. There's a, Everything's yeah. been recorded and people have listened to it. That's no why right we're, uh, we're, we're looking for an intern. We should yeah, probably mention still, that again. We're still looking, looking for, an, for intern. an intern. Their whole job is just to calculate our match scores and then email them to us. Yeah. Also, eventually get Stone Cold Steve Austin in the closet. That'd be a long goal. If you can plant Stone Cold. And that's not closet. a euphemism. Um, we want to actually put him in Stephen's closet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, uh, I guess uh, moving on. Um, this next segment isn't about our dads, and it has nothing to do with money, but we're still calling it Cheap Pops. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, we, we, we received a tweet from uh, <laughs> yeah. one of our fans, um, at Big Boss Fan, tweeted at us recently mm -hmm. to say, listening to this week's episode next month in London, they're doing Vader versus Will Osprey. And then he yeah. followed it up with, ah, just got to the bit where you say this was taped weeks ago. You might already know. Yeah. yeah. So so at this point, I'm seeing this months after he tweeted. Yeah. Now yeah, it's yeah. like, and, and this is going to be Thanks released in like thoughts. a month. Too. Oh, yeah. This is going to be released well after this match even happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, a pre-tape call-in show. Hey, but, but still, thanks for getting yeah, at big boss Yeah, at Big Boss Fan, thanks for tweeting that at us. We'll probably do Vader versus Will Ospreay 
at some point. Uh, yeah, we, that, watched, I, we watched yeah. Vader versus Ricochet for uh, the Shane Hartline episode a couple of episodes ago. And Did it you was get to see, Chad, the flippy shit? Wait, you mean Osprey versus Ricochet? Osprey yeah, yeah. versus Ricochet. We watched that. But uh, wait, I'm not sure if you knew. Okay, I'm not sure if you know about this then. Did you so, see that? Um, so, yeah, this is the Superman match. The, yeah. the flippy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Van Vader, um, he got into a Twitter feud with Will Osprey. He basically came out and said, like, this match is ruining the business. It's like, you're not even fighting. No selling. Yeah, no selling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Him and Will Osprey started to get into, like, a Twitter feud about it. Will Osprey oh, started doing the Vader bomb in his matches and then having the guy kick out at a one count. Yeah. What? And, um, and like, Vader, like, really just started, like, saying, like, I'm going to kick your ass, you little punk. And then, like... <laughs> so they booked just, the match And then, like, over it. personal message, they, like... There was a point where they flipped it into an angle, and now they're having an actual match in London. That is platinum carny behavior. Oh yeah, yeah. right. No matter yeah. what happens to you in life, I don't care if someone's stolen your wife. Yeah. Eventually, there's this little voice going, "Can we make money? Can we off? make? Oh yeah. yeah. Like so, Will Osprey, like crazy flippy shit wrestler, is having a match with 65 year old Vader. <laughs> And I'm so excited. I'm coming up soon. I, I bet I'm the place goes excited. crazy. I bet. I bet the energy is electric. Oh no! Oh doubt. yeah. He could be 90 years old. The story's so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Will Ospreay. It's. I feel like it's going to be Hogan versus Shawn Michaels, but with the right guy winning. Where like Osprey's just going to like know that Vader's kind of immobile. Just like flip all over for him, yeah, get some would... crazy high flying move out off of it, and win the match, and yeah. it'll be great. I, I mean, I don't see how he couldn't win, but we'll see yeah. what happens. Or Vader just shoots on but him. I was going to say, don't think that's impossible. No, that's the thing. He's it's like old it enough happen. that he doesn't care. It yeah, he's also he also outweighs Osprey by hundreds of pounds. He could lay <laughs> on him and literally not let him kick out. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, great. So, uh, so yeah, shoot us an email if you have any thoughts or questions yeah, or th- requests. Thank you so much, Big Boss fan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a wrestling fan and you have questions for Steven, or if you're not a wrestling fan and you have questions for Nick and I, shoot us an email. You should love wrestling at gmail.com or send us a tweet at YSLW Podcast. I want to point out that apparently we still have like four emails that are newer than this tweet that you guys have not got to. I've still and never one day, into the email. One account. day you're going to check it out, and yeah, I can't wait till we're you do. Very, I'm very inconsistent in checking the email never and in. the Twitter. But if you keep tweeting at us, we do see it. And yeah, try to I won't see it. In and months later, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I will not updated. talk about it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Chad, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where yeah. can uh, audi- guest uh, audience find you online? Where can, what, what should we want to plug? What, do you want to share what I would world? like to plug... Uh, is that uh, I run a sh- I mean for folks in Los Angeles mm-hmm. I run a uh, number of shows one of which being Catsby at the Clubhouse uh, if you look up Jetzo J-E-T-Z-O Improv on Facebook uh, like that page and you can come see the kind of comedy we create and uh, yeah yeah, and um, you know, I'm sorry, I'm barely plugging. I'm still shaking a little bit from the joy <laughs> of just ripping this truly, movie apart. Yeah, you're I mean, if I was you, I'd still be shaking from the joy of having Hulk Hogan say, "Like, it's okay, brother." That's the most. That's that's the most safe and comfort you've ever felt in your whole ago. life. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joey Tainment. Uh, guys, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligger, G-L-I-G-O-R. And you can find me all across the internet at Pearl Stein. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, Chad. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Um, Chad, this was a great episode. Thank you very Truly. much for bringing all the WCW stories. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for showing this movie. We will, I'm sure, have you back. We'll we need to have, have just like a Chad Damiani Tales episode. We just That'd be fun. Story. Honestly, that. yeah, this episode yeah. was so jam-packed. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh my God. It's good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Thanks I guess, for coming in, dude. So, Steven, do you love wrestling? Absolutely not. No. No holds barred. No holds barred. No holds barred.
and the Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and show...